Welcome to Trove Talk, your weekly gaming and getting to know you podcast. I'm your host, Trevor Starkey from trevortrove.com, and joining me this week, I have none other than Nathan Swisher. Nate, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, how about you? I'm doing all right. So, uh, for those those that don't know, how would people, how might people know you in, uh, um, in our in our little circle of community? Our, weird. Yeah. You're wearing the kind of casual shirt, so yeah, kind of funny is a, a big hint there. Yep. Um, so, uh, Trevor and I actually met doing the kind of funny book club game, video game book club thing. Rest uh, in peace. Castlevania. Yeah. Rest in peace. It lasted like five months. Um, we were lucky enough to do Symphony of the Night with Colin. Yep. Um, that kind of got me more invested in the kind of funny community. Um, I'd been following the guys for forever though. Uh, unfortunately, unlike most of your guests, I'm not really a content creator. So there's not really like a YouTube channel or podcast or anything that I do that you can listen to. Um, more of a content uh, consumer, I guess. Consumer, um, nice. I'm, I'm much more logically think, like logically minded. I'm not very creative, I would say. So I'm not really a kind of person that would go out and be able to podcast and stuff. It's um, all right. On my own, at least. Yeah, uh, and then also in the uh, in the kind of funny community, um, people might not know your name, but they might, especially if they're in the Facebook group, they might recognize you as the guy who posts every Friday. Hey, what's everybody playing this weekend? Yep, as, as uh, you that's... did today, as we're recording this. Yeah, that that's my claim to fame, I guess, in the podcast or in the Facebook group. Um, I think. Well, I guess I shouldn't go into it because it's one of our questions. But uh, yes, that is one of the things I do regularly that you can notice me from um my handles are some usually I use melkor um ocr melkor on twitter ocr underscore melkor on twitter um melkor on xbox melkor 23 on playstation nintendo so some permutation of that cool and yeah you one of the things that uh that stood out early on with me with uh, with you with me was the fact that like as somebody who who is split, like you play PlayStation, you play Xbox, you have yep. like ridiculously high gamer scores on both. Oh yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely an achievement whore. Yeah, so, uh, and trophy whore. Yeah, so there, so congrats on that. What's your what's your trophy level at now? Uh, it's not that great. It's probably like I think it's like 16 or something. Here I can look it up. But I mean, like, um, also with a with a crazy high gamer score. That's... Yeah, the gamer score is at like I think I'm about to hit one. 130k. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting I'm close. Like so. 15,000, maybe ish. Not even. I don't yeah. even think I've hit that. I'm much more primarily an Xbox gamer. Um, that's where I do all my third party stuff. All my game, all my friends play on that. Cool. Um, from school and stuff. So, the PlayStation stuff, I platinum most of what I play, but it's almost all like the exclusives, mm. which seem to be fairly easy platinums. I mean, like all the God of Wars I've done, all of Uncharted, um like Sly, Ratchet, all that type of stuff. They're all fairly easy Platinums, so I think that boosted my trophy level a lot higher. Hmm. Yeah, that, that would probably do it. All right, so we are skipping ahead, I guess, a little bit. So, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So into, into kind of modern-day gaming history. So let's let's go back, Nathan. Yeah. Uh, how, did, uh, how did you get into gaming? Um, so I've been gaming pretty much my whole life. Um, I'm going to make you feel old. Uh, but, uh, I started, we, I had Game Boy since before I remember original Game Boy fat takes four giant batteries. What was it? Double A batteries. Um, yeah, that sounds right. And, um, I remember playing stuff like, uh, Super Mario Land one and two, 
Tetris, obviously, Pokemon. Um, but I'm much more of a console gamer. Um, and I remember, so N64 was 96, I want to say, Christmas 96 or like fall. Yeah, I, um, think so. I think that's right. But I remember it was really hard to find. Um, so I would have been five. Uh, and it was coming out for that Christmas. And my brother is five years older than me. Um, and we wanted we wanted one. Um, and my parents did the stereotypical thing where they had us open the games. We opened an extra controller. And then they were like, oh, we, we couldn't get a hold of one. Here's for when we do get a hold of one because there's no big box under the tree or anything. So we were a little disappointed. Then they pull it out at the end, obviously. Mm-hmm. And they actually managed to get a hold of one. Um, so that was my first console. Um, I, from what I understand, we had an Atari 2600, um, but I would have been like two. And so I don't remember that at all. Yeah, it's fair. Um, but yeah, so N64 is my first like console that I remember fondly. Um, I remember for Christmas, we got Super Mario 64 and uh, Star Wars Shadow of the Empire. Um, so those are two two very fond gaming games for me. Mm-hmm. Um, then, so we, we had N64 pretty much, um, oh, I guess also around that time when I was younger, this has waned off a lot, but I used to be much more of a PC gamer. Um, so we had N64, I played a lot of PC uh, that would have been like '98. I remember like StarCraft. I played a ton of. I even played it online, which was way back then, not very common. Yeah, back um, in the back in the early a, dial-up days. We had a yeah dial-up, and I played StarCraft online dial-up. Um, Baldur's Gate was another big PC game that I played a lot of. Um, my brother and I played shooters online back then. We played like uh, Medal of Honor: Allied Assault, which is pretty much the precursor to Call of Duty because it was infant. It was Infinity Ward um, mm-hmm. before they split off, and or at least people that became Infinity Ward. I don't remember if that was the exact studio name. Um, I played America's Army online or with my brother. Uh, so we played shooters online, played StarCraft. Um, my brother and my dad were really big into uh, point-and-click adventures. Uh, they really loved the Myst series. Uh, I never really got into that, um, but... I remember them playing a lot and they had like notebooks of notes just like sitting around the sitting on the desk. Yeah, um, Mist, Mist hit I remember like we definitely had it and my dad would play it a little bit and my grandmother yep. who like lived in Michigan she would definitely play that and it, I remember it like being a staple of like on her computer but it, it hit yep. when I was too young to be good at like a puzzle game like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it's one of those yeah. that like I never went back to. It looked beautiful, but I just never yeah, yeah, like, exactly. I never connected with it. Yeah, I would I I was not old enough to understand how it worked or how to solve any of the puzzles. They were way too complicated for me too. Yeah. Um So PC was a big thing, uh N sixty four. Like I said, uh Super Mario sixty four, Shadows, um eventually like Zelda, both Majora's Mask Ocarina, um I'm trying to think of what else. We had a lot of stuff uh most of the exclusives, so Donkey Kong, Star Fox. Um, I borrowed Banjo with, from my friend a bunch. I never actually owned it, um, but I enjoyed that a lot. Uh, I remember renting random games from Blockbuster, so stuff was, like really bad. Yeah, but, that was definitely like the last era, I think, um, with yeah. like N64 era was kind of where like Blockbuster was at its peak before it started its imminent yep. decline. And yeah, so I remember that's, that's renting a, lot a of, few... Like, 
memories of renting random yep. crappy games from Blockbuster for the weekend. Yeah, I remember renting a few like GameCube and stuff, but N64 was where we rented a lot. One random game that I remember a lot that I remember being horrible, but we rented multiple, or I rented multiple times, was Quest 64. Oh, I don't, I totally oh. have that like right behind me. Really? Yep. Is it is that game really bad? Because oh yeah, I no, like it's, it's, it's I mean it's it's like very generic like RPG fantasy RPG thing. Yeah. yeah. So I feel like that's probably one of my first like introductions to RPGs. Um, was that renting that game several times? No wonder um, Final Fantasy X stands out there. <laughs> hey, we'll get to that later. <laughs> um, so then we move on to. I never had a PS One. I never had any Sega stuff. Um, so we moved on to GameCube. We got a GameCube. Uh, at sorry, okay. going going back real quick. So you played with your brother a lot growing up. Um, how um, old is your, 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 or how old is your brother in relationship to you? Older, he's younger? A, he's five years older than me. Five years older. Okay. So did so, you did you guys play a lot then, or was it like he would play and then when he was away you would play? We would play PC games, like I said, online together. So we would play America's Army or Medal of Honor or StarCraft. Um, but most of the time it was, yeah, one of us played or the other. Okay. Um, so he actually stuck with this where I've branched off into pretty much all the consoles and do some PC gaming. He is only a PC gamer, and he gets every Nintendo console and, like, tons of Nintendo games that most people wouldn't buy. Like, he just... He has probably, like, 50 Wii games. And it's like, I have eight or something. <laughs> so um, did, so you guys didn't really do, like, uh, Smash then, or, or like... No, or, we like, run the multiplayer classics of, Or, like, GoldenEye um, and stuff, or... Yeah, surprisingly, we didn't. Um, uh, I guess I we should definitely not move into GameCube before I tell this one story, but... Um, no, we didn't really get too much into the multiplayer stuff. Um, I think both of us have always been much more single-player-minded, mm-hmm. um, and I'm still that way. Uh, I rarely get into multiplayer games really deeply. Um, but, okay, so the one story that I want to tell is uh, a very, very important series to me is Turok the Dinosaur Hunter. Um, I love those games. Um, they were my introduction to first-person shooters, and um one thing i remember is my dad and my brother would play them and they're rated m games you're shooting people as well as dinosaurs i mean the graphics are really crude but there's like actually a lot of gore in them too um so i remember being six years old and my dad and my brother would play this and when when i was home my dad would put the game on the up like shelf of his closet in my parents room and I wouldn't be able because I'm not allowed to play it. I'm six years old. I remember they let me play it when I turned seven. <laughs> so <laughs> it's a mature game. I'm, I'm ten years under the age limit. But I, when I turned seven, that's when they when they realized or they like deemed me worthy enough to play a mature game. But I had to play with the blood off. I couldn't play with the gore because that was an option. You could do. I remember you could do no no gore, red blood, or green blood. Uh, and I had to do no blood. blood. Um, but I love that series. That series is definitely one of my childhood staples. Is um, all three of them on N sixty four, or actually four, because there was one that was like a Unreal Tournament ripoff where it was just like deathmatch against AI. Mm. Um, and then there was one on GameCube, and then the reboot, which was horrible, and I was sad. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, and then so uh, like when you had um, 
So you did you guys didn't play too much in the way of multiplayer, um, like co-op or any or or competitive uh, on, yeah, yeah. on GameCube. Um, but you also mentioned handheld, and uh, so did you guys? Were you guys playing stuff with, like Pokemon and like? Yeah, yeah, Pokemon we would, we would trade all? Pokemon. Um, we kept up with handheld, so I we've ha- we had every iteration of Game Boy. Uh, I had both of us had every iteration except for Game Boy Pocket. I ended up getting one, um, but I guess I don't remember why. But he never got one. Um, and we just waited till Game Boy Color. But yeah, we we would play Pokemon, trade. Um, we would always start each game, get to where we could trade. One person would trade all the starters, so we could both have all the starters. Yep. Um, so we always did that with the cloning and stuff, which was way easier now, or than it used than it is now. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we never did too much like competitive stuff. That was probably for handhelds. Was Pokemon mm-hmm. was the only thing that we both played. Because that was nice. We could each get, we play each version. Obviously, we can fill out our Pokedexes with the versions that the others don't have. Yeah. Cool, cool. Or the Pokemon that the other versions don't have. Yeah, that's I. I just I always try and like, especially when there's like family connections and with gaming, um, see kind of yeah. what those what those relationships were early on. Because yep. like my sister and I. Um, I, I think I've talked about it before. Uh, did the same kind of thing with Pokemon. I, like I would go through and play through um, uh, to get us like all three starters each, and yep. then we would kind of go. Um, yep. And then exactly just in terms of like multiplayer, um, uh, that was. I mean, by the time the GameCube era came around, that was I was mostly playing like with my like middle school, high school friends. I think yep. so. That was kind of where my multiplayer aspect was but I've, yeah I, in the same vein i've i've pretty much always been like single player with the yep. exception of kind of that like that time in my life i would play those games with friends so yep. yeah, it's it's yeah that, I, that was certainly kind of the probably it like in my in my mind sits as like the pinnacle of couch co-op but that's also because yep. i never got into like halo land parties or something like that okay um, well uh which I, but i know like some of those friends that i did play n64 games with did eventually like they would go and like all hang out at a friend's house for like yep. friday or saturday night and play tons of halo and halo 2 and stuff so yep. um moving ahead uh so uh so from n64 to gamecube um uh, what yep. what are some of the kind of standouts there um gamecube i we never really had a ton of games for it um i think i mean it it's known for having a pretty small library of really really good games yeah. Um, so another once again, we didn't really get Smash. We rented it a couple times, I guess because we, I don't know why. Neither of us are really big into fighting games. Um, I enjoy Smash. I do get them now, but we, we just never got into them when we were younger. Um, but Wind Waker is obviously stand out. Um, Sunshine, Super Mario Sunshine, all the standard class like Nintendo first party games. Um, i trying to think. Uh, I remember renting Beautiful Joe. Uh, yeah. That game is really good. I remember renting that a few times. Um, and I'm trying to think. There was another game I rented that stick, sticks out in my mind that I actually recently found out was from software. Is uh, a game called Lost Kingdoms. Okay. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. I don't. I, um, I mean, I might have. I might have heard it in one of those like. Oh, this is what FromSoft was doing back before they were FromSoft. Yeah, so as far as I know, well, it might have been on PS2, actually. Uh, maybe even Xbox. But uh, we always played on GameCube, or I rented it. It was a action RPG where you battled with, like, cards. So you, like, built a deck, 
and there were like spells and monsters you could summon or something. I don't I don't remember exactly the specifics, but I remember like it being a pretty sweet game. Um, and yeah, I recently was looking it up and realized or found out it was a From Software game. I was like, oh, that's that's not really what I expected to come from them. But I mean, it is like an action RPG and it, it is like dark fantasy, so like. You could tie it tiny bit to Dark Souls, like, but yeah, it was a weird card battling system, RP action RPG. Um, but yeah, GameCube. Uh, I don't really have a ton of fond memories with it. I, I mean, I love Sunshine, I love Wind Waker, but I don't feel like I didn't play it that much. I kind of moved on to uh, PlayStation and Xbox around that time. Um, so I believe I got a PS2. Um, first, I'm trying to remember exactly, but I think I got the PS2 before I got the Xbox. Um, but how that happened was I went to a friend's house and he showed me Final Fantasy VII on his PS1 <laughs> and we played it for like two hours from the beginning. I was like, okay, this is a really cool game. That's probably my first other than, I guess Quest 64 could be a JRPG, but it's probably my first experience with like a true JRPG. Um, so we played Final Fantasy a bunch, and I was like, okay, I really want to get PS PlayStation because I want to play these games. Um, and at this time, uh, it was already at the point where Kingdom Hearts and Final Fantasy X were... I remember they were already greatest hits, so it was probably like 2003, 2004. Um, but yeah, I ended up getting PS2. I got Kingdom Hearts 1, Final Fantasy X, and God of War as my first three games for it. Um, and that's where my love Final Fantasy X comes from, is it was my first Final Fantasy game that I owned. I played seven first, but, um, and Kingdom Hearts is also a very fond gaming series for me. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's certainly a, a good time, especially with, like, uh, um, with how many people had, uh, like a PlayStation 2, um, yep. that was, that, like, even just for, like, as a DVD player, because that yep. was why it sold so well. Yeah. Um, that was certainly, those are certainly a couple of, like, solid, like, very um, straightforward, like, JRPG entries to kind of get brought in on the, on the loop. Well, straightforward in as, in as much as a Square Enix game can be straightforward. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> they, they, they are, they are good entry JRPGs, I would say. Yeah. Um, See, so yeah, God of War was another the other series I got when I got my PS2. Uh, I really enjoy that series. I like action games. Um, obviously, like Colin and Greg make fun of Kratos for being a horribly written character. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think you play those games for the character development, really. I mean, like the story's interesting. Yeah, but I, you're playing I, I it think, for the gameplay. Yeah, like and I, the spectacle. I, I think he definitely got like ruined by sequels. In the yeah. same way that, like, I would say, I would say, like, Cloud from Final Fantasy VII has been ruined by, like, the continued examination of that character. Yeah, and what, yeah. What Square Enix has done with that character. Whereas that yeah. first, that first God of War game, it was a very, like, good self-contained revenge story. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And just like, got he had a reason super, to be angry. Yeah, it got super overblown. Then the rest of it, it in in the rest of the series. So yeah, um, yeah, definitely. Where he where he became like a caricature of himself. Yep. Um, so those were the three that I started with, um, and I kept going with those series. I got Kingdom Hearts 2, I remember going to a midnight launch for that, Final Fantasy X-2 and 12, um, God of War 2, um, and 
probably my other this along with Final Fantasy, like my favorite of all PlayStation series would be Ratchet and Clank. I love that series so much. Um, I remember uh, getting. I actually started with two, going Commando. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't remember why. I just picked it up at a GameStop randomly one time, um, and then moved back to one and got three and deadlocked. Um, but that series is just uh, just a masterclass in gameplay. I feel like and it always has been. Yeah, um, that's that. It's a series that uh, like I I actually never played until the the remaster this year, the reboot okay. this year. Um, but it was one of those that I always like looked at from the outside in and would see um, like all the crazy weapons that they would make and, and yep. the character designs and stuff. And it was something that I, like always appealed to me. And I was like, I would probably like that game, but for whatever reason, I just wasn't connecting with like platformers at that time. Okay. Yeah, um, yeah. So like, and and, and I would like uh, there was just a running joke in my head for a long time of like, wait, which one's Ratchet and Clank and which one's Jack and Daxter? Jack and Daxter, yeah. <laughs> Um, yep. Because yeah, I just wasn't, I wasn't so immersed in those uh, in those series. But I definitely remember like seeing the the crazy outlandish like weapons and stuff, and being like, that looks fun. That, yep. that looks like it would be a fun thing to play in the same spirit of like some of the the N sixty four games that I'd really enjoyed, and I just yep. never like came came into it until this year. Yeah, it definitely feel like felt like a continuation of like Super Mario and 64, like the 3D platformers from N64, like Diddy, or Donkey Kong 64, Banjo. Like it had that collectible element to it, it had the gold bolts. Um, obviously you're trying to just collect bolts to max, like upgrade your weapons, get new weapons and stuff, but it felt like a continuation of that, making it more action-oriented, adding the gunplay to it. Um, so I really enjoyed that series. Uh, as for Jack and Dexter, I never really got into it. Um, I borrowed a friend's copy of the first one and beat it and enjoyed it. That was much more of a straight platformer. Um, And then I borrowed the second one, and I didn't really get into the changes they did with the series. Yeah, they went, like, super into GTA land. Yeah, yeah. Because I I finally came to that one as, like, a a PS3 classic last, like, a year or two ago. Like, I picked up the whole trilogy and and went through and played them all, and I was like, oh, I really like the first one. The first one is, like, one of my earliest platform, or, or platinums. Okay. Um, uh, and then I, I went into the second game. And I was like, "What? Like this is not at all the same." Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, and, and I, yeah, I was the same way. Like I did not like a lot of the changes. I still played through it. And I was like, "Okay, yeah. maybe it, like maybe it gets better." And then it goes nope. even further in that direction. Yeah, three, I was and say, I was like, three nope. supposedly gets worse. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I didn't. I I played the first one or the second one for like a couple hours, and I was like, "Nope, this isn't really what I wanted." Yeah. Um, but I didn't the, enjoy uh, the first. I'm oh, sorry. Uh, which of the Ratchet and Clanks is your is your favorite? Is it uh, is it going Commando uh, as like the f- your first introduction, or or do you um, have a, a different favorite? I think Up Your Arsenal, the third one, is probably my favorite. Um, it just took they they progressed like so well for those first three games, mm-hmm. just improving on the formula but keeping everything that was good about it. I feel together. like that's what I what I hear a lot. Yeah. Um, so three is probably my favorite, although. Um, the newest one uh, really is up there. Um, that's, that's definitely a contender. I really like what they did, like, rebooting. It had a lot of throwbacks to their first one, but it wasn't just a straight remake of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really enjoyed that. Um, I'm trying to think of what other PS2 games. I remember we got, like, random stuff like Half-Life 
on PS2. Um, because uh, I remember my dad, my dad plays P- uh, first-person shooters on consoles. Um, so I remember he picked that up for himself. Um, I feel like that one, if I recall correctly, like didn't run well on PS2. Yeah, I'd, probably not. <laughs> I don't really remember much about it. I just remember us having it. I feel like it um, was it was much better received in like the orange box in yeah. like, the next generation. Yeah, yeah. Um, what else did we have? Um, honestly, those were the big standouts for Final Fantasy, Kingdom Hearts, God of War, and Ratchet. Mm-hmm. Did um, you? So you played like Kingdom Hearts one and two. Did you get down in the in the weeds with the other Kingdom Hearts? Like uh, last week, uh, Christian was on, and we talked about Kingdom Hearts Birth by Sleep. Did um, you kind of. Have you expand or like explored the rest of the Kingdom Hearts mythos, or are you? Yeah, so I own all of them except for Birth by Sleep because I never had a PSP. Mm-hmm. Um, I never really. I beat. I'm trying to think. I beat Recoded, which was like the six-hour port, like cell phone game port to th- to DS. Oh, um, okay. But I never finished Chain of Memories, and I never finished Three Fifty Eight Half Days or whatever. Um, I'm waiting. I'll, I'm gonna go back. I'll, I'm waiting for the collections on PS4. Yeah, they they somehow got me to buy these games like a billion times because I bought them on PS3 and I never got around to playing them. And now they're all coming out on PS4, and it's like, well, I'd rather just get it on PS4 and play it there instead of pulling out the PS3 and yep, dealing Square, with that controller. Square Enix is pretty good at doing that to us. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> with so Final Fantasy X, and, the, yep. and, and yeah, I bought the, that the, three times. The, final, the Kingdom Heart final mixes and yeah. And whatnot. So yeah. I've been meaning because I've it's been so long since I played one and two as well, um, and I want to catch up before three. Obviously, I might have a while, but it's going to take me a while to get through six JRPGs. That's right. Um, and then we because we have what two point eight or whatever yeah. with the prequel going into it. Um, so yeah, I own all of them. I've only really beaten the first two, like the main games. Mm-hmm. Um, but I played them all. Um, and then Final Fantasy, uh, actually with PS2, something interesting I did was uh, enjoying Final Fantasy X so much, I remember going on Amazon and ordering used copies of Final Fantasy 1 through 9 on PS1. Oh, okay. Um, so I own all, all of like one, the 1 and 2 collection. The four in Chrono Trigger, five and six, and then seven, eight, nine. So obviously three wasn't in there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I picked those all up, and I have an interesting, interesting experience with all of those because the only one out of those nine or eight that I've beaten is one. <laughs> uh, because like, so I I played through one, I loved it. Um, then I skipped to seven, I think. So I never even like really tried to play the other two D ones. Um, I skipped to seven. Uh, I got to the end of disc one. Spoilers when Eris dies, <laughs> and uh, I just kind of stopped. I don't know. I must have picked up some other games or whatever. Um, had you really so... like leveled her up, and so when she dies? Oh no, like, no, 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 no! I I knew ahead of time, and okay. I didn't like her character that much anyway. So um, no, so I wasn't I wasn't really disappointed that she died, but. I, I think I probably just picked up other games. I was really I'm really notorious when I was a kid at just leaving games unfinished. I've gotten nowadays like I force myself to finish a game before moving on to the next. But back then I would play like five games at a time, and some of them would just be left in the weeds. Um, then Final Fantasy VIII, I uh, get 
all the way done with the first disc and I bring it to a friend's house and he accidentally deletes my save. So <laughs> I gave up on that one. <laughs> at least we're at least we're out of that era for the most part too. Um yeah, yeah, exactly. And obviously this was early on in my JRPG career, so I wasn't fluent in saving mul having multiple saves and stuff, so that yeah. save is gone. Now all my progress was gone. I was just like, okay, I'm done. You're not uh, missing out on that one. That one sucked. I actually liked that game a lot. Uh, well, oh, that's I, at least I went the on first a, disc. Although I, uh, I've heard after the first disc, it just gets insane. The story I mean, it, and stuff. Yeah, a little bit. I don't even remember where the first disc on that one ends. But I, 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 uh, I was on you, a podcast a couple weeks ago uh, called Joys of Games, and we mm -hmm. were talking like their one of their things is like bring a game that you love like uh, like a classic game that you love, and so I brought Final Fantasy IX to their yeah. to their the conversation but we kind of like touched on seven and eight and just kind of that whole era yep. and i i just railed on final fantasy eight for a few minutes and i was like i know yeah. i know i'm coming across really really negative here but uh but that game's just terrible yeah um <laughs> uh, I, disc one ends like i'm pretty sure it's like right when you meet ultimicia for the first time okay. like they show her and then the game or then the disc ends um and then nine uh kind of the same thing as seven i beat the first around the first disc i don't even know if i beat the first disc but I got probably 10, 15 hours in or whatever and kind of just fell off. Um, so that's one of my big projects one day is to go back and play through 2 through 9. Good um, luck with that. I did, uh, I want to say it was back around the time 12 came out. I did like a, a playthrough of like all of them consecutively. Yeah. Um, and that was, uh, and then like I, I ranked them. And even now, like the ranking shifts a little bit every now yeah, and then. Yeah. And I have to like go back and figure out like, okay, wait, did I, what did I, because, like, 5 and 3 and 2 are, like, the foggiest for me because I didn't have them as much growing up. Okay. Like, it was, like, those are the ones that I only played really during that time period. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, so you don't remember the stories as much. Just, like, running through them, so it's, like, yeah, it's, it's like, I, like, I remember characters a little bit, but I don't remember, like, a lot of the, So those those tend to, because of that, sit in my, like, well, I definitely didn't hate them because mm -hmm. like, it would have stood out more. But yeah, they're just like kind of eight. forgettable ones. Yeah, like, like eight did. Um, so yeah, I've got like my my favorites, and then I've got like the middle to tier for, to forgettables, and then the ones that I just think are bad as kind yeah, of yeah at the bottom of the barrel. Um, and and we'll come back to that because yeah, you you we 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 always circle back to Final Fantasy X. So we'll yep. we'll figure out we'll, where we'll that get there. sits in there. Yep. Uh, later later on. Um, and then we'll move on to Xbox. So people that know me very well know that I'm mainly an Xbox gamer, like I said, um, which is which is actually interesting because it's how I got into kind of funny is uh, Colin used to be a regular guest on Three Red Lights podcast before <laughs> he was even anywhere near the PlayStation team. And I always loved their episodes, um, him and Hillary Goldstein. Um, and I'm trying to remember who else. Those were the two I remember the most, but... Like, especially because it was very much like Podcast Beyond. Before Podcast Beyond, they would spend hours talking about Lost and G.I. Joe. And, like, they would just wouldn't touch on video games at all. After the 50th episode, they just skipped to episode 100 for no reason. And just pretended that, like, 50 episodes got lost. And they, like, referenced, like, things that never happened in these episodes. Like, they just did really weird stuff. But I remember listening to podcasts. That podcast a lot. So that's how I got kind of funny. Um, so I'm much more of an Xbox gamer. Um, I'll, so before Xbox and even before PlayStation, probably 
around that time, like GameCube, early PlayStation 2 stuff. Uh, I actually played Halo a lot online with my friend on PC. Um, so we played, we played that a, like a lot. Um, we were in a clan and everything. Um, so when Halo 2 was coming out, I knew I had to get an Xbox um, because I just loved Halo so much on PC and I knew it wasn't going to come to PC anytime soon, if at all, which it did eventually for Vista, <laughs> but that's another story. Um, so Halo is a really big part of my, like, my gaming culture. I'm obsessed with Halo. I've read all the books. I've seen, I literally own every piece of Halo media, um, every comic, every book, every movie or show or whatever they put out. And then of course all the games, um, I'm just really invested in that lore. It's it's like the new Star Wars to me. Um, if you actually dive deep into the lore, the books are really well written. Mm -hmm. um, they do really good world building. Um, you wouldn't really think it from the game series. Just I mean, the first they do have really good story, and people do recognize that. But you just think of this faithless faceless soldier, um, and then Cortana are yeah. pretty much all you think of when the world building is just insane. Um, so that's a big thing. I picked up on Xbox because of Halo 2. Um, and really, that and KOTOR are pretty much all I ever played a lot. Oh, and Crimson Skies. Crimson Skies is amazing. Um, they need to bring that series back. Uh, but yeah, KOTOR and, and Halo, Halo 2, were pretty much all I got my Xbox for. Um, and like you said, uh, my friends in middle school and high school, we would hang out we would do halo land parties like pretty much every month um where we just stay up all night at one of our friend's house one of us would lug a usually me well it was me i had a 19 inch crt that i had to lug around so we had four people on a 19 inch tv and then four people on the main tv and now you just think like how does one four people get onto a 19 inch crt like how do oh, we I, play I, games like that i mean i i, I remember it I oh yeah, I remember it. it but I, I remember just it thinking well about from, it, like from my uh, like sitting, all of us sitting on my friend Luke's bed in his room, yep. sitting around his little like nineteen inch TV, probably even smaller, probably like a seventeen inch or something. Yeah, um, just like each of us with our own little like square of yeah, uh, yeah, exactly, of golden eye. It's like you have like five inches of screen. Like how, now, just compare that to our TVs nowadays. Like, yep. how did we do that? But HD makes that like it was SD, so like the quality wasn't as good and it was fine at a smaller smaller screen size um so yeah halo was a really big part of it we would do lots of custom games and hang out we have like four or five custom games that we always tried to play um there was ascension which is like this map i don't know if you played a lot of halo 2 that's uh, I, or you no, don't know yeah we already that's, went over that's this. yeah or, I, I came i came to halo very late very late uh, yeah with like the since i because i didn't i had the original xbox Yep, and uh, I played like Kotor on it and mm -hmm. Fable, and those like yeah. that was pretty much my original Xbox experience. And then like a couple like multi-platform games that I just ended up happening to get for Xbox. Yep. Um, but I did not I, like I did not have a 360, so I never got into kind of Halo in that first uh, generation or until uh, basically I played uh, I got like the Master Chief Collection. And then even that, like, I waited, like, six months to a year before actually, like, sitting down and playing Halo yeah. 1 and 2. 
Um, my first, uh, I was actually looking it up because I just didn't remember the name of the show. Um, the, uh, the my my first real introduction to Halo outside of like just seeing it everywhere and knowing like the general yeah knowing it was a video stuff, game series yeah, was uh, was the Nightfall series okay with, Nightfall. with Locke um, yep. yeah so that like that so was my introduction that, to it and I was like okay that's I mean it, like yes I get not great are, like yeah, I, yeah it's, it's it's like it's a sci-fi series it's yeah. it's exactly what I kind of expected going into it um, but it did have like world building um, yeah yeah and, and kind of this like this mythos behind it so i was like so i didn't i probably didn't hate it nearly as much as like diehard fans of the series hated it. i mean it's it's not it's not horrible uh, i did get really mad when i first watched it because they introduced a new alien species in the first episode that just like came out of nowhere and like all the alien species are very very well like established and the mythos or whatever and they just I throw mean, this new t- new species in i was I like mean, Where now, now they are but like you well have, no you have the arbiter kind of coming up in halo 2 right and that was that was yeah a thing yeah well no because i mean the arbiter was an elite um okay. which the elites were in the first game it was just you played as him yeah yeah, yeah. but um <laughs> no i don't i don't know that series if you want a good live action halo series watch um is it forward into dawn i think it's called um it's the one before nightfall um it, it was set up it set up like backstory for one of the main characters in halo 4 um that's actually a really well put together live action series um it's like four or five it's the same as nightfall it's like four or five 20 minute episodes or whatever um mm-hmm. but so yeah uh played a lot of custom games and land parties actually um from my twitter handle ocr is a clan that i was in from halo halo days halo 2 and halo 3 uh, called Outcast Reborn. They're still around. Um, I don't really like. I'm not really part of the clan anymore. Um, I actually recently lucked out, and during the Xbox Live name purge, I was able to get just Melkor, no numbers, no <laughs> no attachments to it. I was really happy about that. So I I had my gamer tag for like ten years was OCR Melkor, um, but I finally switched it to just Melkor because unlike PSN. We can pay money to change our name. Yeah, there you <laughs> ten dollars, but Microsoft makes a lot of money off of that. Yeah, probably. Um, um, as a as a side story to this, is this also because I know you're uh, I know you're into Rooster Teeth and stuff, and yep. you've gone to like the RTX events and, and whatnot. Is this when you kind of um, when they started doing Red versus Blue? Is that when you kind of started getting into them as well? Yep. Through, yeah. So I followed Halo? I followed Rooster Teeth since season two of RVB. So. 13 years ago or whatever so yeah it was very early on they were they were the beginning of kind of funny there were five dudes in bernie's apartment like spare bedroom recording lines to the show um so i've been following them a very long time yeah and i've always stuck with it um yep so yeah halo is definitely a big part of that my friends are also big fans um so we all kind of bonded over that at land parties and stuff too we would watch episodes um so then OCR, so that that kind of just leads into, well, I guess we should talk about KOTOR a little bit. KOTOR, I love that game, but uh, it's yeah. funny. So I'm very much a completionist uh, when it comes to video games. And uh, my parents, like, my, my family camps a lot, um, but they would camp in, like, a camper. So, like, not, not, like, tent camping, but, like, my dad has a bad back, so he needs a bed or whatever. Um, and I remember for KOTOR... I printed off a list of every side quest in the game, 
took my Xbox with us camping and beat KOTOR in like four days, 100%. I put like 30 <laughs> hours into it while we were camping in like a week. And that's how, that was my experience with KOTOR. I just played it nonstop in a camper up in the middle of nowhere in Michigan. Nice. Um, but I always thought that was a funny story. Um, that's, I, I have, that I have memories of like playing through the, um, like the Disney Super Nintendo games on a road trip to Michigan. Yep. Um, because we had them like uh, we had in like we're talking 19 inch TVs. We had like a seven inch TV or something yep. like in our in the back of our van that yep. we would have yep. like a yep. Nintendo or Super Nintendo hooked up to. And we would just like that would shut my sister and I up for, yeah, for, for a state or two while we would yep. just kind of sit there and play through uh, like Aladdin and Lion King. Yeah. yeah. Um, so then, yeah, that kind of leads into 360. I got a 360 either at launch or several months of, like after launch very quickly um, because I knew Halo would be on it. I was really looking forward to Oblivion. I played Morrowind uh, just like at a friend's house or whatever and uh, enjoyed that. So I played a lot of Oblivion when it first came out. Call of Duty 2 uh, were the, the big like launch window games that I remember for 360 that I played a lot of. Um, and that leads into Halo 3, which played just as much as Halo 2, did LAN parties still with my friends. Um, my dad actually picked up Halo 3 and was part of that clan even um, so for a while. So my dad my dad was really big into Halo multiplayer. Um, he's kind of dropped off of gaming since then, but Halo 3 and Halo Reach, he played a lot of multiplayer. Um, so yeah, Halo 3, Halo Reach, um, i trying to think. There's so many on a 360 that are just memorable to me because now we're getting into times when I actually remember everything. Mm-hmm. Whereas a kid, I'm, I'm not great with my long-term memory. Like, I don't really have a mm-hmm. lot of young memories. Uh, before we jump away from, like, the Halos, which, uh, like, of that series, kind of which one is the standout for you? Are you uh, Halo 2? Um, so Halo 2, for, like, the experience and the memories, um just from all the LAN parties and stuff and just playing online all the time. Like I would say I probably played that game after school for like two hours for like a year and a half, like every day I would put at least two hours into Halo multiplayer. Um, But as a fan of the lore and stuff, actually Halo 4 is my favorite, which is controversial. A lot of people didn't like Halo 4. And the way 343 took it, but the reason a lot of people didn't like it is they weren't invested in the lore. Like, if you just played the games, a lot of it could not, like, could be confusing. Where they actually tied up a ton of stuff that was in the books and like, in the surrounding lore of it. Um, so story-wise, Halo Four is my favorite. Um, but Halo Two for the multiplayer and the memories and everything, definitely. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so. 360s leading all up into 2012, 2013. There's Bioshock, Mass Effect, all the big games that everyone seems to love. Um, Mass Effect's funny. I actually was like looking forward to the first one. Like so, it was before it was a really big series. But they came out with a prequel book that I read before the game even came out. So that was interesting. Like I was invested in that series before the first game even came out. Um, nice. it's about like Saren and Anderson as they are N7 operatives, mm-hmm. um, just like some thing that they went on before, like right before Saren went rogue. Um, so I do remember that pretty fondly. Um, some aspects, a good series that I was invested in a lot. Um, Call of Duty's 
I play exclusively for campaigns. <laughs> I played Modern War- I've played Modern Warfare One and World at War a lot online with friends, um, but since then I've pretty much only played Call of Duty for campaigns. Um, but I've played all of them except for the Black Ops series, which is kind of funny because that's like the biggest series now. Everyone loves the Black Ops series, but those yeah. are the ones I've skipped. Okay. I I just played my uh, my I just had my first introductions to Call of Duty this last uh, in the last couple of weeks. I, oh really? Okay. I jumped in with Infinite Warfare okay. and the, I also played through the water, uh, modern Modern Warfare, Warfare Remaster. Yeah. It was like yeah, it was like I've just never for whatever reason I like just was never like hooked or like as as somebody who hasn't been too much of a shooter in mm-hmm. years, like I, I I was definitely a shooter fan in like when I was a PC gamer back with like yep. Doom and Wolfenstein and Duke Nukem and stuff. Uh, yeah. But just over, over the years, my taste shifted to more action adventure and RPG and stuff. So yeah. um, it was rare that I would hop into a shooter. Um, but like this year I was just like, I, I really enjoyed Doom early this year and yep. I finally yeah, Doom was went really through good. and played um, the, the recent Wolfenstein game yep. and, and DLC. So I was like, all right, yeah, I'll, 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 I'll give it a shot. And, uh, and so, yeah, I've got, I'm actually going to be, in theory, um, I'm going to have when this when this episode starts airing, um, it's basically going to be airing in conjunction with like Shooter Week for me. Um, okay. I'm gonna do I'm doing like reviews of um, Battlefield One, Titanfall Two, Warfare, Modern Warfare, and then uh, Gears of War Four. I, I just finished up a couple days ago, so I got yep. like a week's worth of uh, of shooter reviews up on up on uh, TrevorTrove.com, which you should be able to see now ish. <laughs> when you're watching this yeah um, um uh, so yeah and it's it's i like i get why people love the campaigns now yeah um, like they are very solid campaigns yeah i mean great, um, great mechanics i like i yeah they just play mod, flawlessly. Uh, in, in uh, both modern warfare and um and infinite warfare i was like underwhelmed by the story which mm-hmm. like um, but I, like, I also didn't go in expecting much. Yeah, they're, they're action movies. I was movie. like, it's, it's, it's action movie, it's a war, you know, it's a war, war movie. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm, I, I can guess what I'm getting into when yep. I'm, you know, when I'm diving into that, but the, like, mechanically they feel, they're, they're fun and satisfying. Yeah, definitely. yeah. Yep, definitely. Um, and that's actually, like, why I was really big into Halo and not Call of Duty multiplayer, is they're, I'd say they're, like, pretty much stark different, like, opposites, they're, like my biggest thing is I enjoy that Halo has a much higher like time to kill. Mm-hmm. So you have the shields, you have to break through their shields and then kill them. Where Call of Duty, it's kind of just like shoot them twice, they're dead. Yeah. Um. So I feel like the skill level is better in Halo, where if you're spotted first, you still have a chance to kill them if you're a better player. Where in Call of Duty, if they spot you, you're pretty much dead. Yeah. Um, I think that, so that's kind of why that sounds. Why I've preferred Halo multiplayer over Call of Duty multiplayer, um, but I did play Modern Warfare One and World at War a lot um, with friends, so I'm not completely opposed to it. Um, let's see what other series for 360. I said Bioshock, um, Gears obviously is another big first-person series. Um, oh, I need to go back. I need to go back. I missed one of my favorite series, uh, GameCube. Uh, Metroid Prime. Metroid okay. Prime is, like, top five games of all time for me. So, uh, I just, I love that series. They just translated 2D Metroidvania into 3D Metroidvania so well. So, um, Metroid Prime 1 and 2, although I didn't play 2 until later, 
um, when it came out on Wii in the collection. Um, but those games are amazing. Uh, 360 games, I don't know, there's so many. Like, well, speaking of, speaking of Metroidvania, that's when you first played Symphony of the Night, right? Yes, actually, that is true. Um, yeah. yeah, so DL, that was on Xbox Live Arcade, one of the summer of arcade games they put it up, and I picked that up because I was a fan of Metroid, Metroid Prime, um, that style of game. Um, played Symphony of the Night for the first time, uh, 100% of it. Or two hundred point six percent of it, I guess, is the correct. But I meant in achievement wise, I hundred percented it. Mm-hmm. Um, so you had to, to get two hundred point six percent, get all the spells, like hundred percent the game basically. Two hundred point six was just the map. Yeah. Um, but you had hundred percent the game basically. Um, yeah, that game. Well, if you want to hear us talk about it for an hour, <laughs> go yeah. go look there, up. There's another video out there which I'll I'll link to in in the description, I'm sure. But yeah, yeah. That, and that that certainly being that that's how we. How we uh, how we met as we as you touched on earlier. That's I I, I, I feel like it would be remiss if we didn't like at least. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I would have glossed over it because I just think of it as a PS one or like as right. a PS one game. It's, yeah. I, I did play it on Xbox, but yeah, and, and I didn't play it until the Vita. So. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> um, I didn't have a PS one, so I never had the chance to experience it. I could have picked I it just, up for PS two, I guess, but and for... I just was never a Castlevania person, even even going back to the Nintendo. Like, yeah, but if as I think we as we touched on in that episode, like if I had known that one of the heroes was named Trevor, I definitely oh, would have been yeah. like, hooked, yep. hooked on the series sooner. Yeah, I actually uh, picked up. I played the Game Boy Advance ones and the DS ones a lot uh, before I played that, so I knew I liked the series. Um, I just had never gotten back to the roots of it. Um, DLC game. That's a good point. Is arcade games? There are a ton of great arcade games. Um, that was the first time I played Banjo Tooie. Actually, <laughs> so when Nuts and Bolts came out, uh, I borrowed Banjo One a lot on N sixty four, but I never played the second one. Uh, so I played through both of those on that three sixty. Oh, I still haven't um, played either of them. Even oh, really? I have, rare, rare, I have the Rare Replay series, and I just yeah, never oh, never yeah. got into either one of them. Oh, they're so good. I, I love that that platforming, just uh, collectathon gameplay. Like I can't wait for Ukulele. It's just I love that type of gameplay. Yeah. Um, I wonder if I, I'll probably I'll probably get to play that at like PSX in a couple weeks. Oh, <laughs> lucky! Uh, I'll just brag about how great it is. Yeah. Um. God, there's so many games on 360. Like I can't even remember all of them. Like, what am I missing? I I don't know. Out of, I, I'm just like the big. Yeah, I guess you didn't. Yeah, but just big third party stuff. Like that was on PlayStation Two. Or I PlayStation mean, like three. The uh, a lot of I mean a lot of the big ones that like. I knew as a non Xbox gamer, like mm-hmm. uh, were there. You like you've already touched on of, of yep. uh, kind of the, Mass Effect gears. Mass Effect, like Mass Effect, was one that I was like, like that was the one that got me closest to buying a 360. Yep. And then like right when I was like, okay, I've got the money. They were like, and we're bringing Mass Effect two to PlayStation. And I was like, cool. That, that'll be good enough for me. I don't, yeah. I don't need to. I don't need to invest in the system. Yeah. Um. How about? I, oh, sorry. Oh, I brought up my list. So I use a website called Backloggery, which oh, everyone right, should yeah. check out because this website's great. But I brought up my list of 360 games that I own. So I was going to think... say, I mean, like, we, we certainly haven't touched on, like, the the third-party stuff like Red Dead. Um, yeah, um, Red Dead I actually or... didn't play till way later. Okay. Um, but um, I did pick it up. 
Did uh uh given your kind of RPG ness, did you play like the Fables or um is it Lost Odyssey? Lost Odyssey, the... I very much did because uh, that's yeah. basically Final Fantasy X three. Um, <laughs> it is a spiritual successor to Final Fantasy X in every way. So I love that game. Um, I'm actually I it just came out um, backwards compatibility recently, and I'm really tempted to go back because I'm missing besides the DLC achievements, I'm missing one achievement which is to open every treasure chest on the map. And I didn't know what I missed, so I would have had to go through every area. But I did, like, other than that, I did everything. I maxed out all my characters, um, which took a lot of grinding. And while I was grinding was when I was listening to a lot of Three Red Lights podcasts. So that's, like, that actually is, like, tied in memory to listening to IGN podcasts. Um, Because... there's, like, four characters in that game that can learn any skill from the other characters. They're, like, the immortal characters or whatever. Um, and you have to have them learn every skill of the game. So there was a way to grind it by just, like, fighting the equivalent of Tonberries, which gave you, like, 10,000 XP or whatever yeah. to to get the, all the skills. Um, so I remember grinding that up. But I've been tempted to go back, and I think there... I'm pretty sure there was a skill to make it so you couldn't encounter enemies. So I was tempted to go back and just run through the entire world map, finding all the treasure chests to get that last achievement. Um, but yeah, I played Lost Odyssey. I didn't play Blue Dragon um, or what was the horribly named one? In- Infinite... What is it called? Uh, I don't know. It has a really bad name. But Infinite Undiscovery. That's right. Okay. Um, so those were like the three JRPG standouts on uh 360 that one i remember was like the one that got mediocre reviews but blue dragon and lost odyssey got decent reviews because uh, they were all from sakaguchi studio uh mist walker right i think it's what it's called um after he left square hmm. um so yeah i played lost odyssey a lot or completed that game um i'm looking now uh assassin's creed's another series that i kept up with until last year actually um, I played all of them except for Syndicate because Unity pissed me off so much. <laughs> Same. I mean, like Black Flag probably Black Flag? holds the like Black Flag is what got me into it. Okay. And it tricked me into thinking that the games were good, so I went back and played all the other ones. Mm-hmm. Having previously, I had tried the first one, like I had it on yeah, like yeah. greatest hits or whatever, and I was like, I hate the mechanics. I hate how this feels. So yeah. Like I I I threw it aside very early on, um, and then I like. I got um, my PS4 early enough that I was looking for things to play, and, and people had been like, oh, Black Flag's really fun. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, I'll try it. And I like I played the shit out of Black Flag. Yep. And then I was like, okay, let me let me go back and see see how these feel. And so I played, I like I fought through hating the first one, like every minute of it, but I fought yep. through it because I, like you, I like I get weirdly invested in the lore sometimes. Yeah, yeah. So that was one where I was like, yeah, I the lore is really know cool. what's going on here. And so... Um, it picked back up with with two in that two trilogy, and um, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then three. Like I start, I I didn't even get done playing um, uh, Kenway or whoever. Like yeah, uh, uh, like yeah, I didn't, So so the 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 prologue thing of it or whatever. Yep. Like I didn't. Even you didn't get, get to the Connor. I was just like nope. I I I could not. I could not stick with it. And so um, when Unity came out, I played through that and 
I was probably about an hour in before I was like, oh, I hate this so much, yeah. but I, 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 I hate finished Blade push it, the rest yeah. of it just to, to so, finish it. And then I was like, Syndicate, no, you're not, you're not getting my money. Syndicate, Rogue, I don't care. Yeah, I'll probably pick it up Syndicate just because Rogue it's really, better, but... I've heard they're both really good. Syndicate's supposedly really good too, compared to Unity. Um, yeah. yeah, Assassin's Creed's interesting because I had a friend in high school who was really big into it as it was coming out. I borrowed the first one and I played like half an hour. And I was like, this sucks. Like, I hate this game. Then I had a friend in college who was really big into it, and I picked one back up and ended up loving it. I don't know what changed, but I went through, I got all 560 flags or whatever, 100% of that game, got all the achievements, uh, picked up two, did the same, I've 100%ed all of them, up to three. So the the two trilogy, 100%ed all of those games, I love them. Three, I beat, I enjoyed, but it, like you said, like it was just something was off about it. It didn't draw me in like the two trilogy did, so I wasn't able to hundred percent like get push myself to hundred percent that one. Um, I beat it. Then Black Flag is my favorite of the series. I love that game. Um, that was the best part of three for me was the pirate stuff, like the ship stuff. So I was really excited when they announced that they're doing a whole game on it. Um, so two I love or four I love beat that. Then I played Unity, and what happened was the thing that pushed me over the edge is because I was like. I was getting to the point where I'm like, they need to do something about the series. Like, it, it is stagnating and it is boring me. But there was one mission where I want to say you're climbing like a huge. That one was in what city was that one? Was Unity in? Uh, Unity was in like uh, Paris. Okay, is it is it the Notre Dame? Was that? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you're climbing. You're in the Notre Dame. You're infiltrating it or whatever. Um, I had, it's like, it took me forever because uh, I was trying to do the optional objectives and one of them was like, you can't be seen or whatever. So I had done this mission for like an hour, tried it a couple times. I killed the guy, I get to the roof and I start climbing down the building. I'm in the clear and I somehow get my character onto a like hang point on the side of the Notre Dame where there was no other hang point for me to jump to. And if I dropped, I died. Like, it somehow glitched onto one where I could jump to it, but I couldn't jump back. Like, it was just a poorly placed spot. And, yeah, so I just hung there for, like, five minutes, dropped my death, turned the game off. I came back to it later. I finished the game, but I was, like, I was planning on 100%ing that one, too. And after that point, I was like, nope, I'm done. I'm, I'm just going to play through the story missions, and I'm done. So I, and I stuck to my guns, didn't get Syndicate. Even though everyone says it's really good, I'll probably get it eventually just because I have a friend who kind of went through similar things where he thought Unity was getting boring and just pushed himself to finish it, and he really liked Syndicate, so I'll probably pick it up. Um, yeah, I, I weirdly, like, I I remember more fondly playing the stupid little, like, downloadable app game that came along with it that was basically like the... Like it was the effectively like the Kenway's fleet thing yeah, yeah. Um, from from Black Flag, where it was like, okay, like send your assassins off on a mission yep. and come back in two hours, and they'll have like I I spent I had more fun doing that dumb thing um, mm-hmm. than I did with the proper game because of just how how bad it handled and how glitchy and crappy it was. Yeah, um, so I'm looking at my 360 list. Borderlands is another series. Um, actually, the first one I played solo on 360. So I never did the co-op of that. Um, but me, my brother, and one of my good gaming friends, that it's actually funny, he's my brother's college roommate. Um, so he 
like but like he's a console gamer where my brother's a pc gamer so we're in an xbox party like pretty much almost every day just playing games together um but we play us three my brother him and me played borderlands on pc borderlands 2 and uh pre-sequel on pc so i'm hoping for because i prefer on console i'm hoping three has crossplay with pc on xbox so that would be nice my brother can play on pc and i can play on xbox or i'd prefer because i played it like that's that's the norm these days so i'm i'm weird i played it with a controller they always made fun of me because pc shooter and i used a controller instead of mouse and keyboard but whatever i prefer a controller um dead space i played one and two uh i loved re4 i guess that was gamecube game i never owned it um but i brought it from a friend a lot actually picked it up on wii the wii version um, but so Dead Space was something I really enjoyed after loving RE4 so much, since it was pretty much space RE4. <laughs> um, played Dead Space 2. I never played 3. I heard it wasn't very good. Um, let's see. Fallout. Fallout's another one. Oblivion, Skyrim, Fallout. Bethesda games are always solid. I mean, less so on console, but yeah. Less, yeah. Well, hey, no, they're fine on Xbox. I never had any problems. I didn't play them on PlayStation. Okay. <laughs> I, I bought that horse armor. Oh, oh God. And I bought the season pass because the, what was it? Uh, Shivering Isles was an amazing piece of DLC. It was like 30 hour long. It was basically an expansion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so horse armor, horse armor came with that. But um, let's see. Final Fantasy 13. Is something we could talk about for a while. Okay, you want to talk about? Are you pro Final Fantasy Thirteen? I am a pro Final Fantasy Thirteen in a lot more ways than most people. Um, <sighs> I I understand why people don't like it as a Final Fantasy game. I don't. I think it's not a bad game in its own right. Um, but I do see why it being tied. I think being it being tied to Final Fantasy hurt it a lot more than it deserved. If that makes okay. sense, that's that's yeah. I mean, that's that's a fair that's a fair observation. I still like even taking that aside. I did not have fun with that game okay. as a as a game in and of itself. Yeah, just I, like I felt like it's that more than any other in the series. I think I played through mostly because I was like, well, I've played every other Final Fantasy. Yeah, game, you just so pushed yourself to do it. Got it. And then and then the sequels just like drove me even further off a cliff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like Final Fantasy Thirteen, I, like I mean, it's it, like it kind of reinforces the the narrative that I have in my head of Final Fantasy is much more interested in, in making very pretty games these days. Yeah, yeah. Um, than necessarily like compelling story or yeah. or characters, which yeah. are the things that I love of of like my er, like the early. Yeah, that's definitely Final understandable. Like, I was I even I was uh, when I was ranting about Final Fantasy Eight on that podcast we were talking about 13 a little bit and i was like i don't i like 12 and 13 i could not tell you who the bad guys were in those because they're just like they were so malleable and it was like oh, yeah you don't have like a big bad in those games or you do and it's like the falsy yeah i was gonna say like it's falsy but it's like but okay it's i don't like, remember like what they're falsy or... they're the weird god machine things like yeah i i i like the game and i and i kind of understand the story and i still wouldn't even really be able to explain like what's going on yeah. um 12 it was the judges you're on ibilis of course that's that's the bad guys it's the judges okay. but like i, don't, I mean <laughs> like 
I remember what like but Gabranth had, yeah, Gar- had a, like a twin brother who was like I, I don't know like... I never beat the game. okay I got thirty right. hours in and that was in my my young days of JRPGs where I really wanted to know the story and I ran through Final Fantasy twelve and got thirty hours in and I got stuck at a boss and I would have had to grind for like ten hours because that was okay that's actually an interesting story with Kingdom Hearts is the first Kingdom Hearts first time I played through it. I got stuck at the final boss because, okay, so there's like 10 phases to the final boss of Kingdom Hearts, if you remember that fight at all. Um, the second phase, they you lose Goofy and Donald. You're just Sora. And I had spent the entire game relying on Donald to heal me. <laughs> so I just could not beat that boss because I was bad at JRPGs. Um, so that was actually a game I went back to in college to finally beat because yeah. I could not beat the final boss. Um, but yeah, 12 was a similar thing where I kind of ran through it because I was more interested in the story than the actually like doing everything and was underleveled and got pissed off and quit. <laughs> <laughs> um, GTA on 360, 4 and 5. Um, that was where my first introductions other than playing a little bit of Vice City at a friend's house. Since I, I never had them on PS, I never had any of the GTAs on PS2. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't think my parents would let me have them, so I never even tried. I mean, they, they let you play Turok at seven. So yeah, but that's a little different bad. than uh, having sex with hookers and killing them for money and stuff. Yeah, I guess. Um, they let they let me have God of War, but I don't think they knew about the sex scene at that one. <laughs> yeah. So, well, like the, the game that like basically you can kick off with a uh, yeah. with a sex scene pretty much every time. But you don't know about that, where GTA was known in popular culture. So, yeah. I think. Um, Guitar Hero is something I played a lot with my friends. Guitar Hero and Rock Band. Okay. Um, that was kind of what we moved on to after Halo. We kind of had Rock Band Guitar Hero parties. Um, let's see what else. I'm just trying to look through. When we talked about Mass Effect, Resident Evil. I actually don't mind 5 and 6. Um I love four, but I don't mind the more actiony approach that five and six took compared to a lot of other people. Um, Splinter Cell. Splinter Cell is an amazing Xbox series that needs to come back because it's been a while. <laughs> there hasn't been one on the new gen, so get on that, um, Phil Spencer. Yeah, I mean it's not exclusive, but I'm, I'm thinking I, I think it'll be next. They're doing Ghost Recon next year, early next year. I think it comes out in April or whatever. So I think. I think at E3, we'll see Splinter Cell, the next Splinter Cell. Um, that's about it for Xbox 360 that I can see. There's like random small stuff like Catherine, which is amazing, and was probably my first introduction to Atlas JRPGs. Mm-hmm. Um, other than Dark Cloud, I guess I played Dark Cloud. I rented that a few times. Um, that's a that's a that's a one that's near and dear to my heart. Yeah. Yeah, I never owned it, but I remember renting both of them on PS2. Um, oh, Ninja Gaiden's another one. Original Xbox into Xbox 360 with Ninja Gaiden 2 and Ninja Gaiden Black. Um, really enjoyed those games. Um, but we can move on because I could talk about 360 for like two more hours. <laughs> so did you uh, uh, did you have a 360 and a PS3 or were you yeah, so, a So we can move on next to Wii, actually. Okay. I was one of the lucky people to get a Wii at launch. Uh, I had a friend whose mom worked at Toys R Us and was able to get one before that Christmas. 
I didn't think I would be able to get a hold of one, but she did. Um, so played lots of lots of uh, Wii Sports like everyone else, um, and Zelda, which was the main reason I got it because my brother at that point had the GameCube was our last joint console. That was also a Christmas gift, um, and he had taken that because I I had moved on to PlayStation and Xbox. 360 so i let him take the gamecube since he stuck with nintendo games um so i wasn't able to play twilight princess unless i got a hold of the wii um with zelda being one of my favorite series i had to play that game <laughs> so i had to get a wii uh, i was able to get one um other standouts for wii i actually really like skyward sword i know a lot of people don't um i really like how it set up the zelda mythology um and i actually didn't mind the the controls and stuff for it um it was also like 60 hours long which was ridiculous for Zelda game but i actually didn't mind it um standouts metro prime trilogy like i said metro prime's up there and one of my favorite games of all time um i had played metro prime one on gamecube but i never got around to two so i picked up the trilogy which had all three of them uh with wii controls which i actually think improved it um just because the way those controls on GameCube wasn't ideal. It's not horrible, but it's not great. Um, Galaxy series, I've, I've always liked 3D platformers. Like I said, Super Mario 64 was my first console game, along with Shadows of the Empire. So I've always been attached to those, and those are just perfect, perfect examples of 3D platforming. Yeah. Um, and then actually, there was, what is it? What was the uh, project to get the three JRPGs localized for Wii? Uh, do you know what I'm talking about? So there's Xenoblade, uh, there's Last no. Story, and there's Pandora's Tower. So like these three big JRPGs that were coming out for the Wii, like right as it was dying out. Mm -hmm. um, and there was like a big internet petition to get them localized, and they actually somehow got all three localized. Um, but those were the last games on my Wii backlog, and I finished Xenoblade Chronicles earlier this year, so I was finally able to put my put my Wii to, to rest as I've finished everything I own for that game or for that system. Um, but yeah, Last Story is a really good JRPG. Actually, um, has a really interesting battle mechanic. It's an action RPG. Um, actually has some weird mechanics that I didn't figure out until the final boss fight that were, like, really important. I kind of just, like, brute-forced my way through every other fight in that game. And then I got to the boss, and I was like, I'm doing something wrong. And finally looked it up and, like, just had skipped a tutorial that explained something kind of important. Um, but that game's really good. It's got a really interesting story. Uh, Pandora's Tower isn't as great. It's not a bad game. It's kind of like if you take Zelda... Um, but you just go between, like, this house where, like, your your base, where you can, like, buy upgrades to your weapons and stuff. It's more RPG than Zelda, but, oh, and then the and then the dungeons. There's just 12 dungeons in the game. You just go between the dungeons and your base or whatever. So there's none of the world exploring. Um, and half of the dungeons are just, like, reskins. So, like, there's really only six dungeons. They just reskinned half of them for the other six. Uh, but it's not a horrible game. Uh, but it, that's like an action RPG. It also has like a time mechanic, kind of like Majora's Mask, where if you you have to leave the dungeon by a certain amount of time, and then if you don't finish it, you have to redo it or whatever. 
Um, but then Xenoblade Chronicles, uh, I really, really liked. And like I said, it took me probably like eight months to finish, but I finally finished it earlier this year. Um, so that was my extent of my Wii, my Wii days, I guess. Fire Emblem, I didn't pick up until later, so. Um, and Metroid Other M, which is a thing. That's all I'm going to say about it, I guess. Um, uh, just uh, back on the Metroid, um, uh, just reminded me, did you, on the 360, did you play, like, the, the Arkham games? Um, yes. Or, well, I played them on PC. I played them on during Steam sales or whatever. So, yeah, I had played Arkham's. Um, I played Shadow Complex. Uh, tried to play as much of Metroidvania type games as I could. Um, yeah. yeah, I really like Arkham Asylum. Um, uh, what was I going to say? I don't remember. There was something I was okay. going to say, and I've lost my train of thought. I guess ah, Brawl... Derailed your train of thought. Brawl is another one um, that I played with my friends, too, but... Which was that? Brawl. Smash Bros. Brawl? Okay, yeah. Okay. That, was, that was the first one I've owned. Um, so then, for PS3, I didn't pick up one until 2012. So I was really late on that train. Mm-hmm. Um, I was actually in Minnesota for a co-op um, when I picked one up. And I finally got around to it. And the first games, the games I decided to start my PS3 experience with was the Sly Cooper Collection PS2 games that I never played, which I really, really enjoyed. Now, those were my first that's, Platinums. That's a, that's another series that I, yeah, I just never never picked up, never got into. Yep, yeah, I never had either, but I'd heard really good things about them. Like I said, I, I enjoy that collect-a-thon platform, 3D platformer style gameplay. So I decided to pick those up. I picked up, like, an insane amount of games with my PS3 that I think some of them I still haven't beaten <laughs> Because I probably bought like 12 games when I bought my PS3. And some of it just sit there. But I, I played through Uncharted. I, I basically played through all the series that I had missed waiting until 2012 to pick up. Um, so I platinumed all three Uncharted's. Platinumed all the Sly games. Uh, I don't remember if I platinumed, but I at least beat all the Resistance games. I've platinumed every single Ratchet and Clank game in existence, including all of the HD versions. I went back and had fun with my my childhood memories. Um, PlayStation All Stars, all the God of War games. Played. I picked up the HD versions, platinum those. Played the PSP ones that I never played in the HD version. Mm-hmm. Um, what Where else? do you? Uh, so what? Like what stands out as like in in some of those series like in uncharted what's what's your favorite of the uncharted series in god of war what's your favorite of the god of war series i think un- kind of uncharted 3 is probably my favorite um just because i didn't have that well one is like really clunky actually when you go back into play it now because i had i had played through all three of them in a row and i was like okay this is clunky like i understand why people love this game but playing it nowadays it's it's definitely a top some of the gunplay is not very tight um, so I, I think three, I just, I think they just kept improving similar to Ratchet and Clank type thing, um, where I think three is better than two, but I understand why people love two so much. Yeah. Um, God of War, probably one. It's just the one I just remember the fondest. Um, God of War two came out so late on PS2 that I was already playing like 360 games, I think by that time. 
Um, so I don't even know if I ever beat it on PS2. I can't remember if I did or not. Um, but one I played through a bunch of times. So that's definitely my favorite. And like you said, he kind of... That one has the best story and like in regards to like character development and stuff. It's not as ridiculous as it got later on. Um, another one that stands... Uh, I guess... Well, we went over... We went over uh, Ratchet Clank already. As the third one being my favorite. Um... Couple other PS3 standouts that I picked up. Uh, Heavy Rain. Heavy Rain is amazing. Yeah. Um, I actually played that with some. We did a retreat up. Well, like a retreat type thing. A bunch of my friends from high school came up to. I went to college with one of my like closest friends that I've known since like second grade. Um, we roomed together, uh, but a bunch of our high school friends came up to our school, which is a ten-hour drive from home. Um, so we kind of had like a weekend or like a two week like vacation up there. Um, and for like two days straight, I just played heavy rain with all of them, like commenting on our choices. Like we just had a group play of it pretty much of just like us getting drunk and playing heavy rain for two days straight until we beat it. And then at the end I ruined everything. <laughs> so, so, <laughs> nice. so you get to the end, there's the girl, I don't remember any of their names of like uh, pretty much at all there's the girl the reporter lady or whatever um she's in like a burning building or whatever i don't know if you remember this at all i don't know if you're playing I, I mean like i i i played through it and i got i got one of like the better endings i think okay um uh but yeah like i it's i definitely don't know all of yeah, the, yeah. The well okay so the, the main game. character dude he gets his son he finds his son he saves his son they get they're fine they get away they live uh, the girl's in a burning building, and I have her look out the window. She's on, like, the second story. I have her look out the window, and she's like, if I jump from here, I'll surely die. And I was like, she won't die. It's a second story. She might break her legs or something. But So I just had her jump. She died, of course, because, like, the game was just explicitly telling me she's not gonna, <laughs> she's going to die if she does this. And I was like, no, she's just delirious because she's in a burning building. So I had her jump. She died. And all my friends really get mad about that. Nice. Um, and then I missed too many quick time events when I was fighting the bad guy as the FBI agent. And I think he fell into a wood chipper. So that was oh. pretty gory. And the bad guy got away. Yeah. I, so, I, that's, I, rem- I remember the wood chipper fight now. And yeah. yeah. Not, not falling in. So eh, good to know. So my friends weren't very happy about the end, <laughs> our ending of Happy, or of Happy Rain, but whatever. It was <laughs> our playthrough. Um, one of uh, with Alex O'Neill, I know they did. Um, uh, they did like an extra or uh, uh, a, a until dawn playthrough where like every like character they would trade somebody off, okay. and so yeah, like some one of them was like really bad at it, and so Got that, like, character, that character just start, started like immediately died basically. Um, so yeah, it's like I, that. That's that's one of those unique ways of of turning a single-player experience into a multiplayer game that, like, fascinates me. Yep. But I just, like, I didn't, I don't have, like, I don't have the people to play that in that, yeah. experience a game that way myself. Yeah, that was just a unique experience for us. Like, I wanted to do it for Until Dawn, but we just, we're older now. Like, that was just college days, like, hanging out during the summer. Um, We all have jobs and stuff. It was way too hard to get everyone together. Um. Couple other standouts, uh, Valkyria Chronicles. I don't know if you ever had a chance to play this game. 
Um, I, I'm not. Okay. Um, well. I, it was one that I looked into getting diving into um, this year because that was yeah the, they had HD. The remaster yep. of that, right? Yep. Um, and I heard great things about it. I just that I was busy with other yep other games. That yeah. I to like I said, I grew up playing StarCraft. Uh, the strategy games yeah. are really, uh, really part of my childhood, and then JRPGs. Obviously, we've talked a lot about. Um, so I really like strategy JRPGs. Uh, Fire Emblem's a great series um, that I actually haven't gotten into until recently, but I do enjoy it a lot. Um, but that was a really fun game. Um, and Nino Kuni is just amazing. I love that game. It's so good. That's that's one that like I picked up, but I just I don't think I ever even opened it before. Uh... Before I kind of moved from PS3 to PS4. Yeah, that was like the so last game I played on my PS3, pretty much. Yeah, it's, I, like I'm hopeful that they'll well, like when Nino Kuni 2 comes out, they'll release yeah, like they'll, HD. They'll do what they'll do, kind of what they're what doing everyone with, else like, does. Dishonored and yeah. and South Park and stuff, and they'll just give you give the you the first game. one. Yeah, yeah, that'd be nice. Yeah. Um. So that was my PS3. That was most of my PS3 experience. There's some stuff that I've actually gone back to during this gen. Um, but, so a couple things I've done recently that I kind of want to go over, because I mentioned Fire Emblem and, and Zelda, so, something I decided to do after beating Skyward Sword was, they had just after, when that came out, they released the official Zelda timeline or whatever, yeah. um, which had the branches, and everyone got angry, and they're like, you can't have branches, blah, blah, it's like, why'd you try to, was, why'd you try to do this, like. It's the the thing that took like a fan theory on the internet. Yeah, 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 yeah. It. Yep. Well, I was like, okay, I am a huge Zelda fan, and I have only beaten the 3D ones, except I didn't even beat Majora's Mask. I had beaten Ocarina, I had beaten Wind Waker, Twilight Princess, and Skyward Sword. I had never beaten any of the 2D ones. I never even played Link to the Past. But I was like, I call myself a huge Zelda fan. Um, so I was like, okay. Since Skyward Sword is the one I just beat, and it's the start of the timeline, I'm going to go through and play through all of them in chronological order. Uh, so I went through, uh, I played Minish Cap, and I 100%ed every single one of these games. Um, and this took me like three years, but yeah, I played Minish Cap, moved on to, well, I think Four Swords Adventures is after that, then, or Four Swords is after that, then Ocarina, then the time split where you go into one and two. Um, which actually I love too, which is surprising. <laughs> a lot of people hate too. Um, I actually really, really enjoyed Zelda too. Um, but I, I understand it's different and it's not, yeah, it's very I mean, much not a Zelda game compared to the rest. That's, yeah, that's where the, kind of the hate I think came yeah, from yeah. was that it was like, this is not anything like what the first But they do that like. and that's like all the NES games were like that. Yeah, a lot of them. A lot, or not all, but yeah, a lot of them were. Obviously like Mega Man isn't, but. Um, but yeah, I really enjoyed that. Um, but yeah, so it took me like three years, but I eventually 100%ed every Zelda game. Um, and I've kind of, kind of made that like a, a background thing in my gaming now where, um, just to get through my backlog. Cause I owned a lot of them too. Like I owned a lot of the game, like the handheld ones on work. I think I bought like one and two on virtual console and stuff. So just kind of get through my backlog and kind of get into like some gaming history that I skipped um i've made that a thing so i moved on to fire emblem which i is a game series i loved or like a game a type of game i love a genre i game or genre i love um that i owned every game in the series that's come out here 
and I had like never played more than a couple hours in any of them. <laughs> um, so I've been working my way through Fire Emblem. Um, real quick before we uh, get too far away from from Zelda, mm-hmm. does the Zelda chronology um, include like the CD Zelda no. games? No, no, no. It's only the Nintendo console games. So I did not play okay. the Zelda CDI games. Um, <laughs> unfortunately, I would love to experience those actually, just to I, see I'm how sure bad you could they find are. them. I'm sure you could find them on. Like, yeah, I could probably find an emulator or something. So, yeah. yeah. So yeah, I moved on to Fire Emblem. Um, I've worked my way through all the way up to the DS ones now. So I beat the two that were on Game Boy Advance. I beat the uh, GameCube one, and I beat the Wii one. Um, so now I just have the DS one, and then all the 3DS ones, which there are four now because of yeah. Awakening. Um, yeah. Although luckily I was able to get my hands on one of the special editions, so I got them all on one cartridge. So I'm happy about that. Uh, yep, exactly. I mean, it's it's still it's it's still three games. Yeah, the it, they're game. three. Well, they're not the same game though. They're actually different battles yeah. and stuff. Like yeah, I I thought it would be, I compared. I thought it would be more like Pokemon, where it'd be the same game with slight differences. They're a lot more like Oracle Ages and Oracle Seasons, where yeah. they are they are like kind of the same game, but not really. Like they're very different. Um. But yeah, I'll play through all those eventually. And I kind of put that on the back burner because another series I did that with is the Souls games. Um, I'm kind of working my way through those because I guess we can move on to Xbox One before I talk about Souls. Uh, So Xbox One, picked one up at launch, paid $500 for my Kinect. And I love my Kinect. And if my Kinect broke, I would buy another one. So they got me. I use that way too much. For me to not have it, which I'm I'm kind of scared. Scorpio is not gonna have any way to use a connect, and I'm gonna have to not use my voice commands anymore. Although they put nice. Cortana, they probably will. They, they have to have some because I guess you can, you can use headsets now to use Cortana on the voice commands. Um, but um, yeah. So let's see. Obviously, Halo. We've gone over Halo a bunch. Master Chief Collection was amazing. Halo Five is really good. Um, you you your Halo Five you're you're in support of yeah yeah I love Halo Five uh, the multiplayer they they brought it back to what Halo Two was they did it really well um, I really like Halo Five multiplayer the story uh, although it was marketed poorly uh, <laughs> I do see why everyone hates it because it really did market it not correctly but. I do like the story because it is a continuation of 4, and as I said, 4 is my favorite story-wise. Like, they are doing really well with continue, like adding a lot of stuff from the the mythos. Um, so yeah, I really enjoy 5. Um, well, we already went over Assassin's Creed. Uh, there's some stuff. Dead Rising 3, I played co-op with a friend. Uh, that was the first intri- entry in that series. I haven't gone back. I probably won't, but I do really enjoy that game. Although I found out this week they announced that this four doesn't have campaign co-op, which made me cancel my pre-order because <laughs> we were planning on co-oping it. It's like, well, now I can't do that. I'll wait until it's cheaper or see if the reviews are good. But um, Destiny, Destiny is been uh, kind of something I moved on. So. I mentioned my brother's roommate, who I play a lot of games with now, um, on Xbox. He, Me and him played Destiny for about 70 hours to get to raid levels when it first came out. 
so we did that grinding that six hours of content over and over again we yeah. beat the raid for the first time and i quit because i was like i i don't like mmos like i don't like games that just make you grind to get better without a point like i need a story or at least achievements and after beating the raid i had all the achievements um so i kind of quit and he kept playing on and off um and he found a group of guys that we pretty much have been playing with since um so i jumped back in with taken king and he had this group of maybe like eight guys that we just hang out in a party and play games together and we'd still do that to this day like a year later so um we're we pretty much mostly moved off of destiny now just because we finished everything in rise of iron um but that kind of bind that's like a big part of my current gaming group mm-hmm. um cool yeah i i got destiny <coughs> early on and then because i'm like solo player myself mm-hmm. i would go like i would spend hours just kind of mindlessly going and doing like weekly the, the weeklies rent. and stuff i mean not, not even like not even like the weeklies or the dailies. It was just like I would just go and and do stupid little uh, the 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 faction quests and stuff. Oh, okay, on, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like in in free play or what? Like, you know, yeah, the what, uh, patrols. It is anymore? Yeah, I would just do that kind of stuff. Like hop around, um, uh, like on on Earth or the Moon or whatever. And then because mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I like I was like, well, I'm like, sucks that everybody. The thing that everybody loves is the raid, but I'm not gonna. Yeah, the raid's that because... easily the best part of that game. All the raids are yeah. amazing, but yeah, you need a dedicated was... team. Yeah, and it's it's like, I mean, this is also like I was playing it before kind of funny was a thing, mm-hmm. um, and and basically fell off like right around the start of kind of funny, mm-hmm. um, and then like. So now, if I ever really, if I really wanted to go back, I have no doubt I could find like those people to to hop in and play with and do a raid with. But it's like I don't, I don't feel like doing the same thing. Like I don't feel like doing the grind to get raid ready. To yeah, yeah, just exactly. Do the raid where I can, like, I'm like, okay, I like, I can see how the raid is more fun. I can watch people do the raid. Yeah, makes sense that like that is a much more coordinated effort. Yeah. Um, but it's like I was like I. That's that's not what I would be diving into yeah, yeah. for that kind of game. So I was like, well, no more Destiny for me. So yeah, when Taken King came out and was like, people were like, oh, are you going to come back and play? I was like, no. Eh, no. Was, I mean, there's plenty of other things out there for me to play. Yeah. I don't need to. That's kind of why I back into a game. They make fun of me. They call me seasonal uh, because I I pick it up with the expansion. I get my achievements, and I'm pretty much done. Uh, where they play, they play the multi. I I didn't really enjoy the multiplayer of it that much. Um. So they're a lot more into the multiplayer, which is why they stuck with it for so much longer. Where me, I just jump in, do all the new PvE content, hang out with them, get all the achievements type stuff, and then I kind of just bounce because my backlog's huge, and I try to keep up with all the new games, so I don't have a ton of time. Um, Division was the same type of thing. We all picked that, the, the whole Destiny group picked that up for like a month. We kind of got yeah, bored since, with it. Since that one <coughs> is basically designated as like the des the destiny successor yep i was yeah. like well then i know i know, <laughs> you know that what? i'm not gonna like what yeah. i'm getting into there yep um so i didn't even yeah i wouldn't have picked it up if the rest of the group didn't um but that was just something gave us a distraction from destiny after a while um doom you talked about doom doom was amazing this year yep. um and same with the wolfenstein games i really enjoy my 
single player shooters. So those coming, bringing it back to stuff. Cause I mean, like I said, Turok was a big part of my N64 childhood and bringing it back to that type of linear, just have fun, shoot stuff, get through a game type stuff with Wolfenstein and Doom was really fun. Yeah. Uh, Fallout we talked about. Uh, Far Cry is another series that I've followed since I picked up three. So I never played one or two, which are a lot of people's experience because Ubisoft picked it up with three and kind of reinvented the series a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so three and four and Primal and Blood Dragon, I played through all 100% of all of them. Um, let's see, what else? Uh, Lego games I picked up recently, at least the Marvel ones. Um, I've been playing them with a friend, although she's been really busy, so we're we're still playing through Avengers. Uh, so I, we we have like one more play session, and we'll finish it. But yeah, um, that's I I I've played through like most of the Lego games. Mm-hmm. Um, I I realized or remembered that like the the Harry Potter one yep. is out or or like or whatever, and that was one of the ones that I like skipped. That and Pirates of the Caribbean and The Hobbit. Are like the three series that I know I just never did. I yeah, I never played. Um, so I was like, "Oh, Harry Potter!" Like, and and that one came up, and and so I might like dive into that one. Yeah, I've here in like in the January doldrums. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll probably like hop in and play that. I haven't played too many of them. I've just played uh, Star Wars on the 360, and then the Marvel ones on Xbox. Um, I'll probably pick up Episode Seven after we're done with Avengers. We'll probably move on to that. Um. Middle Earth Shadow of Mordor, I like to say, is the best Assassin's Creed game that's ever been made. Um, that's that's fair. It, yeah. it, I, I'll, I, like certainly controls way better. Yeah, exactly. It it takes the Assassin's Creed formula, adds a really cool system with the the Nemesis system, and it just controls better. Um, so I've always said that that's the best Assassin's Creed game that's ever been made. I love that game so much. Um, Ori is amazing. Uh, I love. We've gone over Metroidvanias. It's probably my favorite genre. Um, so, and that game is just beautiful. The art's amazing. The opening made me cry. Uh, <laughs> so, like, it's just I love that game so much. Um, yeah. Quantum Break was really good. I really like Alan Wake. Um, I really like what Remedy does with the story-driven third-person shooter games. Um, so, I I enjoyed Quantum Break quite a lot this earlier this year. Was, yeah, I had a good time with that one. I, I definitely that was one I wanted to go back and like make the other decisions yeah. and see how they affected the both the the show kind of thing, yeah and, and the, the show element of it and then just the, the game, game itself yeah um, and I just never got around it didn't really affect the game that much there, it just affected kind of like the the intel you found and stuff yeah um, it was just it was the show and then the cutscenes and the intel um, rare replay. Is awesome just because I get to play amazing games from my childhood like Banjo and Jet Force Gemini and Blast Core. Um, just amazing 360 game, or uh, N64 games and some 360 games with a cameo. And I actually liked Perfect Dark Zero. I know a lot of people didn't, but <laughs> whatever. I love the I love when that came out and like people were like. So you realize there's now more N64 games on, on, the, on Xbox, the Xbox One on the than, Xbox on One than there are on the Wii U. Yep. <laughs> like, that's insane. Yeah, that's really but, funny. Like, get your shit together, Nintendo, and figure out that, like, 
people want to play your old games. <laughs> Give them a virtual console that like has them. Yep. Um, let's see what else. Uh, Tomb Raider reboot uh, was my first introduction to Tomb Raider, um, but I'm really enjoying both of those because it's like Uncharted mixed with a really simple Metroidvania. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's I like people like people will go off about like Uncharted and and Tomb Raider being like, the same game. I'm like they're it's, not I mean, really. Like, Gameplay wise, no. Yeah. It's they're both Indiana Jones clones, yeah, yeah. sure. Well, like, yeah, they're I mean, both, they're both archaeology adventure kind of games, but yeah, exactly. Like, uh, like Uncharted is is third person shooter corridor, like corridor shooter. Yeah, yeah. Um, versus the open world collectathon, yeah, of the yeah. Tomb Raider yeah. reboots, and I'm like, I don't like they're, those are very different yeah, game yeah, types exactly. that just kind of share a like they're, share a story element. Yeah, yeah, and that's it. They they share similar themes, and they both have third person shooting. That's that's the extent of yeah. Um, but yeah, I really enjoy those games. But like Uncharted has more in common with Gears of War. Yeah, 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 definitely. Tomb Raider. Yeah, definitely. Like in its in its system mm-hmm. and everything. Um, Rise. I actually really liked Rise: Son of Rome. Um, it reminded me a lot of the next, like a next generation God of War, basically. Um, it's just yeah, a really I, solid action game. Yeah, that's what I I the, I got. So I got my Xbox One with the Sunset Overdrive bundle. Yep. And like. Because this was back in the days where they were like, please, dear God, buy our games. Yeah. Uh, because nobody's buying our console. Even though, like, people are buying the console at record numbers. Yeah, so, yeah. But um, compared to PS4. The, per- the perception was yeah. like, oh, they're they're failing miserably. So they gave me Rise, Son of Rome, for free. Yep. Like, as... as yeah, like, you got, like, a free thank you for Thank whatever. you for coming on board. Yeah, uh, yeah. And I played a little bit of it, and I just, like, I... I enjoyed it enough, but I was like, it's, it's, there's not enough there yeah, to hook me in. It's and it short. Wasn't, and... It wasn't something I was going to like seek out myself. It was just like, oh, they gave me this free game. Try it out. I've heard things about it. I'll give it a shot. And, and yeah, I played like I played an hour or so of it. Yeah. And I was like, okay, this is it, fun enough. But it's very like, much a launch I'm going to go ahead and play Sunset Overdrive that I wanted that I bought this thing for. Yep. Yeah, it's very much a launch game. Um, it's just a simple, linear action game, but it's solid. Um. Uh, Sunset Overdrive. That's next. That is my favorite Xbox One game of all. Mine too. Like completely, it's it is open world Ratchet and Clank with an amazing yep. movement system. Um, so I am missing one achievement or two achievements, and they piss me off because they're insane multiplayer achievements that no one played that game's multiplayer. Like, yeah, oh, that was I, like I. I got every single player thing in that game, and I was like, yeah, yep. I'm not going to dive in. Well, I tried. I got some of the multiplayer, but they're, one of them is basically, like, you need, like, a raid team, like a Destiny level of communication, cooperation raid team to get the, like, hard multiplayer achievement or whatever. Um, so I, I just gave up on that, but I wish I could have 100% in that game because it makes me sad that my favorite yeah. game isn't completed. <laughs> Yeah, there was that. There was like that two-week period or something between Ratchet oh, and Clank and Uncharted. Oh, oh no! <laughs> well, I lost Nathan, so <laughs> so I'm gonna try and get him back real quick. Oh, there you uh, go. Yeah, I, I misclicked. My bad. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> I just saw that. I saw your 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 thing drop. I was like, oh no! Yeah, I lost Nathan. No, yeah. And I just um uh every time we do a Google Hangout together, one of us drops. Yep. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Um, but I was starting to say, uh, there was that two week period between, um, uh, like Ratchet and Clank coming out and Uncharted 4 coming out Yep. where I was like, 
Oh, hey, like, Insomniac has made my favorite exclusive on, on both, both of yep. the new-gen consoles. Yep. Yeah, Ratchet um, Clank's my favorite PlayStation 4 game, yeah. so... Nice, they've... yeah. That's, I, like, I, for I gameplay-wise, absolutely, for... but the story and the and the kind of the culmination of everything in, in Uncharted 4 yeah, yeah. kind of, like, yeah. tips the scale over, over it yeah. uh, for me. In, in yeah, I wasn't but, super... Yeah. Like, I, I do love the Uncharted story, but I'm not as crazy attached to it as the more main main PlayStation gamers since I came yeah, into it so in, late. In the same way that I'm not, like, hey, super Halo, Halo Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, like, um, I, I, uh, I just... Uh, we said earlier, I just finished Gears of War 4, yeah. um, and it was, like, I played 1 and 2, and I was like, well, I want to do this week-long gaming, or this week-long shooter thing. And you want to have so Gears I'm on just it. Gonna, I'm just going to jump to 4. So you um, spoiled, like, <laughs> the big thing. I, like... I mean, like a big thing had already been spoiled for okay, me. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah. I, also, like I played through two, and I was like, this game was four hours longer than I wanted it to be. <laughs> um, and so I was just like, I don't, I don't want to do that, and uh, yeah. I don't want to do three and, and judgment. Then, yeah. Like, well, judgment you can still. skip. Judgments. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, it's good, um, but it's not, it's not useful at all, like in story wise or anything. But yeah, it was like the so story like I just wasn't at all going through like I played through the first one. I was like, okay, like, I I the story is not this, like I don't know the driving force. It was it was like I didn't know why this set the world on fire when it when it came out. Yeah. Um. Uh. And I, and I felt the same with Halo. I was like, it, like it's it's hard to put myself in the shoes. Of yeah. Back years then, ago yeah, like when, Halo revolutionized a, a lot of those things. Yeah. When what when that was doing something that like hadn't been. Done yeah. Nobody had like, done a shooter on console well. They, I mean, yeah. that is where we get our current shooting controls. Like, it was Halo led into Call of Duty, and now Call of Duty's controls are just standard shooter controls. Yeah, even that though. Like, I like, I could still see, I could see how that was a like a step, the next step from something like um, a Golden Goldeneye, yeah. which I yeah. I had like, which was the shooter yeah, on, yeah. on consoles for me growing up. So it was it was it like. It didn't. It wasn't as groundbreaking going back to it um, at years after everybody else had, yep. had kind of played it. So I totally understand that that kind of sentiment mm-hmm. as, it, as it, it touches with like Uncharted, and I mean especially with like coming to Uncharted um, as late as you did, and and uh, and like playing the first one being as clunky as it is. It's like like even when I went through and, and replayed all three of them in the uh, in the Nathan Drake collection last year, I was like. Wow, yeah, I forgot how painful this one is yep. to go back yeah, to. Yeah, it is not it is not easy. <laughs> but it, and it's it's like it's and there are things that they just never fix throughout yeah. the series that that drives me yeah. crazy of like like trying to go to cover somewhere and it snaps to like the wrong side of a crate yeah. and now I'm just now you're dead. It or yeah, if you're playing <laughs> on a hard or on the hardest <laughs> yeah. difficulty, yeah, you're just dead. Yeah. Yep. Um uh, I guess Titanfall is a big one for Xbox. Um, like I said, my friend that I play a lot of games with, we play Titanfall 1 a ton. Like, we completed that game, and at the beginning, it was... You basically had to win... We were insanely good at that game for some reason, too. So, like, there was an achievement to win 50 matches of each game type, and there were five game types. So that's 250 matches right there. We did that in about 300 games. So we just had like an insane win rate in that game. Just we think it's because no one was communicating. Like back in early Xbox One days, like no one was really communicating like people were in 360. 
Um, so I think a lot of people are playing alone and just us two being able to communicate made us just gave us such a big advantage. Um, yeah, I know. I know. I, I've heard people talk about how, like, party chat has kind of ruined that. Um, yeah, yeah, for, definitely. Like, like for multiplayer in this generation, and that like people will just hop and talk in their yeah, own. Yeah, and that's stuff, what I do. But like about, I said, yeah. like I had a clan in Halo Two. I would have never met those people if it wasn't for Halo Two, where you, everyone just talked to each other, and it wasn't as ridiculous or annoying as it is now. Like now, the only people that are out in game chat or trolls basically um so uh so yeah titanfall titanfall 2 i just finished 100 percent of that game um i really enjoyed the campaign i was i couldn't i I was like i i enjoyed i love the campaign of it and i was like well i'm not i'm not gonna go for the platinum for this because i don't i i'm not gonna try and do that that like the training thing in 30 seconds yeah uh well it was a challenge for me because uh since it's Infinity, or well, it's Respawn was Infinity Ward or whatever, Mile High Club is the hardest achievement I've ever gotten, which is the Call of Duty for the airplane mission at the end. You just finished it, right? Yeah. Yeah, so that airplane mission at the end, beating that on Veteran, is like considered one of the hardest achievements like ever. Um, and I spent six hours doing that 60-second mission uh, <laughs> in high school, and I eventually beat it. So I kind of took that as a lot of people were comparing this to that, and this was in no way as hard as that was. But yeah, I mean, I did, um, I, I did get the, uh, like I got the top spot on the the um, the mod the the modern uh, warfare training course. Oh yeah, yeah. Because um, the... ne- like after after going from Battlefield to Titanfall to Infinite Warfare to Modern Warfare, I was like, okay, now I've got like a yeah, yeah. handle on like on they all on feel how these games fairly similar. So I was like, okay, I can I can like I can work my way through this obstacle course, and I did that for you know fifteen minutes to get like that. Yeah, that, like good enough. Right? Yeah, it took me about um, an hour and, to and do that to do Titanfalls. Um, I'm interested. Yeah, was, so it was definitely like when I did that, I was like, okay, maybe I probably could go back and do that, but I don't want to. If you watch a video, there's like, it's not as crazy. You you need to watch a video because I was doing it way wrong. And I was like 20 seconds off of the time. I was like, this is impossible. But then I looked up yeah, the video I, and I was like, okay, there's a couple of tricks that I missed. Yeah. There was definitely like, it, it was when I remembered because I, I like, I did it a few extra times. Yeah. Like, okay, well how, how, like how quick can I get this down? Mm-hmm. And like remembering that I had grenades. Yeah. Grenades are important. Off, like, and uh, dropped off like um, twenty seconds from my. The big thing that so. added that I missed when I was trying to do it on my own was you need to start by wall running before the start line, because you yeah. get that speed, you're into the course going a lot faster. Where I was starting on the ground just running, and I was like, how how do I do this? Um, mm-hmm. I'm interested to see. I'm gonna probably get Call of Duty for Christmas, so I'm I'm, I'm interested to go back and hundred percent Modern Warfare again and do mile high club again and see if it takes me six hours or if it takes me longer or if it takes me shorter so we'll see good, good luck with that yeah uh, and last thing i want to mention for xbox one is uh telltale games um okay i picked up walking dead season one on playstation for some reason actually uh playstation 3 and played through it um but i kind of moved to uh, just getting all the Telltale stuff on Xbox recently. I I have both Walking Dead's. I'm caught up, so I'm actually pretty far behind. Um, I've only finished The Walking Dead season one and two, and Wolf Among Us. Um, so I need to catch up and do Game of Thrones and uh, Telltale or uh, Tales from Borderlands, and then now we're into 
likes Minecraft's done too. I'll probably pick up that. And now we're into Batman. Yeah. And Walking Dead Season 3 is coming out. And hopefully Guardians of the Galaxy is a real thing because that would be awesome. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, it was uh, like I, I could never get into um, Walking Dead. Um, like I, I'm, I, I don't have any affinity for that, like that franchise, yeah. for the IP. So it was like I, I played, I started it. I played through like the first episode. I was like, uh, like on PS3, and then I was like, eh, it just didn't, it didn't grab me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I've like I've picked up a collection where I've got basically all of the yeah, just the Telltale collection or whatever. series or whatever. Um, and so I like I I tried it again and got through like two episode two or maybe even to, into episode three and I was just like no it's just not like I don't care enough about zombies or these characters yeah and this like because even before that I had played like the Back to the Future Telltale series yep um, bef- which was like the like the one or it was it was they went Back to the Future then uh, which was like kind of well received but not yeah 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 I do know about of, it like, I never played dead. it. But... And then Jurassic Park was, like, the follow-up to the Back to the Future, and that one, like, people, like, hated. Yeah. So it was like, well, um, and then Walking Dead was like, this changes everything. And I was like, okay. I, yeah. I tried it, and I was, it just I didn't connect. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, eventually I was like, okay, well, let me, let me try this Wolf Among Us one. Mm-hmm. Really enjoyed that. Um, Game of Thrones, I didn't, I was not a huge fan of. I did that as on my Extra Life stream okay. last year. Um, where it was basically I did like The Last of Us and then Game of Thrones, like just full runs yeah, just of, run. of those games yeah. in 24 hours. And um, the entire time I'm doing Game of Thrones, I was like, I wish I had chosen Tales from the Borderlands. Yeah, yeah, because everyone does that like, one's amazing. It, it, like just in in terms of like content wise, like oh, I can do like funny this really sad, or, yeah. like depressing, like dark not, there is no there is no way to win in the game of thrones yeah, one yeah or i can do fun. i can do fun and, and comedy tales from the borderlands and uh, and i was like oh, i totally picked the wrong one there but i yeah tales from the borderlands is probably my favorite of the series yeah um i'm going i'm i'm caught up on the batman one right now and okay. episode four launches uh next week yeah, as, yeah. as we're recording this um and so i'll, I'll like I'll, i'm i'm enjoying that one um yeah i've heard uh, it's good yeah, it's 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 telling a it's telling an interesting. Yeah, that's what story. I've heard a lot of people say is it's not a stereotypical Batman story. Yeah, it definitely like it it takes uh, it it deliberately subverts your expectations. Yeah, it's like we know you're going to think we know you're coming into it thinking this, so here's what we're going to do with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and and yeah, it's it's interesting. Um, like I'm definitely looking at it and like okay, like we're halfway through now, we're three episodes in. Yeah. How are we going to how are we going to ramp up and, and wrap things up? Um, it'll be interesting to see kind of how they how they close out. I think yeah. Typically, like a lot of people are like <coughs> episode fours tend to be like one of their strongest. Um, yeah, usually it's, it's setting up like all of the, the final yep. confrontations. Did you play so, uh, was, Minecraft? Uh, I did not. Okay. I did not play. I've not so like I don't Minecraft I don't like the Minecraft the game. game itself, but I figure I'll probably play it just because I enjoy the Telltale formula. Yeah, it's and it, like I mean, I like the performances in it. Yeah. Um, uh, my friend Frank Mazzani at Irrelevant Jokes, who was on one of the one of the past episodes, he played through them, and he was like, "Yeah, uh, like there's there's an episode in there that is like specifically geared toward like Minecraft streamers and YouTubers and okay. stuff, and like they brought in like those yeah they brought in people, people to voice to come in and, and be in the show, and yeah. it's like that's like 
Uh, so I'm not going to get anything in that episode. Yeah. So that's not going to like, that's not going to do anything for me. Yeah. I'll... But yeah, like, like it's like the idea of like Patton Oswalt being in one of these. Yeah. I'm like, Oh, I like him. So maybe I'll check. I think it out. Ashley Johnson's in it too. So yeah, I mean like definitely a lot of like the, the telltale statements, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think kind of make, um, make their cameos and make their appearances. In yeah. Them. I watched achievement or some Minecraft videos for a while. So that's like the only Minecraft, anything I have experience with Minecraft. Um, so that I might get a little out of that episode but other than that yeah i never really liked the game itself so um i guess we can move on to wii u uh pick up wii u i mean if, if we have to <laughs> if you don't want if you want to stop we could stop no no no, no, I'm just no yeah i was just like oh like just because the, the wii u, wii u is, yeah well it'll be I short wrote, because it's the yeah, wii u uh, i picked up the... i wrote i wrote a piece earlier this year about how like the wii u is like one of the it's like i regret buying it because i've just done nothing with it yeah so. i don't regret buying it because it has one of my favorite games this generation which we will talk about um but uh so i picked up the mario kart bundle um i figured that was a good time to pop in because i knew i would want it for zelda which look how that turned out i'm gonna buy a switch for <laughs> zelda now so um but i picked up the mario kart bundle <laughs> but hey you got wind waker and twilight Princess. yeah games I already had great and beat um but i got bayonetta I, I always i mean i like action games um like obviously i talked about god of war a, a lot um so i've always been interested in bayonetta one i never played it on 360 um so it was nice that it came with two um so i played through both of those enjoyed those a lot um obviously smash bros um new super mario world the staples are pretty much what everyone played um and then there's this amazing game that more people need to play called tokyo mirage sessions hashtag fe which is like a fusion so you've i know you i'm sure you know about it a little bit but did you play it yeah uh, no, okay. No, no. So, um, it, it, is it hashtag or is it? Sharp? I think it's sharp. I heard it was. I, I heard it was I'm sharp using FE. hashtag because it's a hashtag. hashtag like, it's, I, well, well, signed fe. Well, the sharp actually makes sense. I should, actually no, it's sharp because it's based around J-pop. So it's yeah. music. Like that's where the sharp comes in. Um, but what it is is it is persona about J-pop idols where their personas are Fire Emblem characters. It is literally the most weeaboo thing ever, and it's amazing. Like, it is so good. <laughs> because, they, well, the thing is, they got actual, they got an actual J-pop producing studio. They got actual, like, the, all the voice actors are, like, singers. So, like, it's actually well-produced music. Um, and then the gameplay is just Persona. So if you like Persona, you would like this game. Assuming you don't, you won't, like, kill yourself dealing with the J-pop aesthetic but i mean if you like persona you probably can get over that because persona is a lot of the same like it does it's not straight j-pop but i mean it, you have Risei in there um yeah so it's a similar thing but no that game is amazing they it was like the perfect thing to play while waiting for persona 5 Nice. So I, I, I mean, like I, I played through Persona Four Dancing all night. So yeah, yeah. J-pop isn't like a deal. So I, I would actually highly recommend that game. It is a very, very good. Like it, this almost never happens. But the instant I beat it, I almost restarted it to do New Game Plus to like hundred percent it, because that game was amazing. Um, so yeah, I highly recommend if you're a Persona fan and you can 
deal or maybe even enjoy J-pop. Like I, I keep saying it's the closest I'll get to a Korean a K-pop game. So, <laughs> which we'll talk about later. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, if you enjoy Persona, definitely check out Tokyo Mirage Sessions. It's very underrated. I don't think we'll ever get a sequel. I really wish we would, but. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's. Like, there's no way it sold the well. There is that it 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 got it, like it got left to die. Yeah, on a, a Wii U. On yeah, a, if that was on on the Wii U, that was already abandoned by Nintendo. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like it. Uh, that's that. I mean, that's like what the only the only notable Wii U game that came out this year. Yeah, pretty much. I'm um, trying to think. I. Uh, yeah, I don't think because tre- Treasure Tracker was last year, right? Mm-hmm. That's the only like yeah Toad Super Mario Maker. Oh, was Xenoblade this year, or was that last year? Too? Uh, I think it was last year too. Okay, well yeah, then probably just like, that. I like there, Monster Hunter Generations. I think okay if that was, but I even remember. I don't even remember if that was a Wii U game or if that was a, a 3DS, a 3DS yeah. game. I don't either. So, so. um, so like the, but yeah, those are the only those are the only notable Nintendo games that came out yep. this year outside of today with Pokemon Sun and Moon yeah. launching. Yeah, exactly. Um, so that's pretty much it for the Wii U. Um, there are two ga- There are a few games on my backlog that I haven't gotten to that I want to play. Uh, one is Wonderful 101. Uh, I actually uh, my friend played through it, and I played a bit uh, in college when my friends had it. Um, I actually really like that game. It's a really good action game. Uh, it's like, and it's made by the same people who did Beautiful Joe. It's that definitely yeah. shows like the style is the same, and it's kind of like a three D, like isometric version of Beautiful Joe. It's just a good action game. Um, and then Xenoblade, I played through Chronicles. Like I said, I beat it earlier this year, so eventually I'll get around to X. Um, and then Captain Toad is like literally the only Wii game, Wii U game left that I don't own that I want to play through. So that's about it. I mean, I have Pik- Pikmin was really good too. I guess I didn't mention Pikmin. I do enjoy the Pikmin games, um, and three was good. Uh, I don't know what this weird ass two D one that they didn't they show like a weird two D one that's coming out or something three D S game or something. Maybe. They they maybe I don't know. They, there was news for some new Pikmin game. Um, I've certainly like Pikmin's one of those that I've just never like I never connected with. Okay, yeah. Um, over the years, so yeah, yeah. I don't know. Um. Oh yeah, it's a 3DS title. It's a side-scrolling action game. Doesn't make any sense. <laughs> uh, so that's pretty much it for Wii U. Then PS4, I bought uh, Black Friday last year, so I've had it about a year now. Um, Amplitude was like one of the big things. I rented that a bunch. Uh, Amplitude and Frequency on PS2. So I was really excited for Amplitude. Um, I kind of do miss the fact that it's like it's all EDM music. It's all harmonics music, pretty much. Um, I do yeah. miss the stuff like having POD on the original amplitude and like just having weird like rap rock stuff and then freeze pop and just all this weird stuff. Um, Ratchet and Clank, we've talked about a bunch. We've talked about until oh, did we? Talk? Yeah, we talked a little bit about until dawn. Um, Uncharted, all amazing games. I actually enjoyed the the order um, because I went in a few months ago so i had my expectations set where they needed to be set um it was very much a rise situation it was a linear shooter or a linear game that was made to be very pretty uh it was very short oh absolutely the story was not what it was built up to be i guess rise really didn't have its story built up to be what it was but order did order they put a lot more emphasis into the marketing on the story so i see why people were disappointed but for a linear third-person shooter, it wasn't bad. Um, 
So I enjoyed that. Um, and then we get to one of my favorite series that I just recently got into, which is the Soul series. Um, so we'll talk about this a bit. So Bloodborne came out, was it early last year? So Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah, they were last, last year. So Bloodborne came out, and I had, like I said, when I bought my PS3, I bought a bunch of games. I bought Demon Souls and Dark Souls when I got my PS3, and I never touched them. I was like, I'd heard about them on the internet. They're like, everyone's like, they're these scary hard games. Like, I'm not usually one who likes really hard games. If I don't like unfair games, I guess I should say. I don't mind a challenge. Like I said, I went through Call of Duty. <laughs> Yeah, you, you, you beat Call of Duty on. Veteran, yeah, like, so I don't like unfair games, but I don't mind hard games. But everyone said it was really scary, so it just, it seemed off-putting to me because of, but everyone loves them. So Bloodborne came out and so many people were like, okay, I understand why people like this series. Um, all these people that were the same as me where they said it was off-putting, um, they picked up Bloodborne. Uh, a lot of critics too, like I know Brian Altano was, a big proponent for Bloodborne, and he had never played the other ones. So I was like, okay, well, Bloodborne came out. I didn't have a PS4 yet. Um, so I was like, okay, I'll go into my backlog, dug into my backlog, and start with Demon Souls, because I'm, like I said, I'm a completionist, and that goes with series two, so I like playing from the start. Um, so sure, Dark Souls is like the big one where it got big. Um, but I started with Demon Souls, which was probably a good thing, because that's the hardest. So it actually, like, when I got to Dark Souls, it wasn't that hard even like comparatively um so i've been playing through that similar to like fire emblem and zelda where i'm playing through them chronologically uh, i just platinumed dark souls 2 a few months ago actually um so i've played through demon souls dark souls and dark souls 2 waiting on bloodborne which will be next which i don't know when i'm gonna play that because final fantasy 15 comes out and that's gonna take over my life for a month and a half or two <laughs> months or forever <laughs> Yeah, my I'm uh, the the Friday that this episode goes live, uh, I'll be doing um, uh, my twenty or my my extra live stream, yeah. and I'm doing a playthrough of Bloodborne, having never played any of the oh, Souls okay. games before. Okay, so that's what I'm. Uh, I'll, what I'm I'll doing. have to and tune I, in then, help you out. Yeah, yeah, come come check in. Yeah. I mean, well, if you haven't played well, Bloodborne, then well, I'm yeah, but I mean, I could still you, help but, with yeah. overall mechanics and stuff. I played yeah. a little bit of it. Um, like the closest I've ever played was I played uh, earlier this year. Like one of the small PlayStation games that came out was uh, Salt, Salt and Sanctuary. Sanctuary, yeah, two D two D blood, yeah, two D Souls yep. type game yeah. kind of thing. Um, and I died probably like forty fifty times, uh, like up against the first boss because mm -hmm. I don't have the patience for that yeah, kind of game. Yeah, that's you definitely. So I'm sure I'm sh I'm sure there will be lots of cursing in my stream coming. Yeah, that um, like that's the thing it, about Souls games is they're they're not unfair. But they do take a lot of trial and error and patience. It's a lot of patience and learning, like learning boss pattern, like attack patterns and yeah. stuff. Um, but yeah. they're just a master class in level design. Just the way they yeah. fold back on each other and layer on each other, like in one big open world, is amazing. So yeah, that's what uh, uh, that was one of the the things that stood out for Allie when she came on. And we talked about Dark Souls. Yep. Um, yeah. So I, I'm I'm certainly. Uh, and, like, the commitment I've made so far already is that I'm going to give, like, I'm going to donate myself $1 for every death. Okay, in that yeah. Game. So I've, I've already got $100, like, down for it. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure it will be Might need more. There. So, yeah. yeah. The the uh, the joke I'm making is basically like, well, I hope I can still travel to events next <laughs> yeah. year. 
just a couple thousand dollars in the yeah. donations and it's it's yeah. um I'll, I'll 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 become one of the the high high uh high contributing players all, all on my own yep um so the only thing that i can think of that we missed is starcraft 2 um okay. i played which actually we can kind of use to lead well no not in the next we could lead into the third topic with starcraft 2 um which kind of makes sense if you think about it um but yeah i starcraft 1 i played a lot as a kid but i was really bad and i cheat i used the cheats a lot because i was really bad so there were a lot of like cheats in that game to just make it easier like all your units build instantly have infinite money type stuff um yeah but starcraft 2 came out and i actually tried to get good at it and i actually played it a lot online uh 1v1 i was ranked platinum and diamond which doesn't mean anything to you probably um i don't know i guess overwatch i mean, I mean have you like, ranked in overwatch on... recently in this season no <laughs> I, I i got to level i'm i'm at level 10 in overwatch because oh, okay. yeah overwatch <laughs> the new season they started using a similar ranking system as starcraft so um, i mean i can i can i can gather that bronze yeah bronze over gold, gold platinum diamond platinum, master diamond, yeah. and then like pro or whatever so i was in like the upper middle range of skill um so yeah i played that a lot online um that's another series where i'm really invested in the lore um it's actually like very very close to halo i, I feel like halo had a lot of inspiration from starcraft because oh, i think so, yeah. so um because yeah like clearly terran zerg protoss human flood covenant like there's very much parallels there um yeah, StarCraft is one I never I never got into myself. Mm-hmm. Um, like I played uh, I like I played a ton of like Age of Empires yep. and and like those kinds of games and um, and Warcraft before it was World of Warcraft. I played one, two, and three. Yeah, yeah, I played Warcraft um, three. I never played one or two. But yeah, it was and and like even Diablo a little bit I played, but that's less. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's a dumb call. Less yeah. less strategy. Yeah, yeah. Than, than these games, but yeah, it was like StarCraft was another one that like. I looked at it and I was like, oh, that'd be fun, but I just, like, didn't ever connect with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it became, like, this huge, crazy thing. I was like, well, like, I'm I'm, cer- I'm definitely not going to be playing it against other people. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, as a kid, I, that's not for me. I only played co-op against AI online. I never really played against people. But, yeah, two, I felt like picking it up and kind of got decently good at it. I've fallen off. I picked up the second and third one, like, the expansions just to get through the story and stuff. But I haven't really gone back to multiplayer. Um, it was really the release in like 2010, 2011 when I played a lot. Um, so that's about it. Any questions? We've been talking for two hours. <laughs> two, two hours. Yeah, we're we're back to we're back to normal trove talk. <laughs> Why did you try to cut it down the last topic? Couple? Topic one is two hours. No, I mean it just it happened naturally the last couple where um, like, they just didn't have as much to say. Because yeah, the first the first couple episodes it was like yeah yeah I remember. It was two hours kind of counter conversations last uh last week with um uh, with christian we knew yeah. that he only had two hours on his oh, like, external okay. drive so we had to like we had to race through kind of everything okay. but also he just didn't have as like as extensive yeah, yeah. Uh, gaming history um so i guess the only other questions i have kind of um and you kind of already touched on them a little bit of like getting more involved in kind of the the, like when did you start paying attention to the industry side of things um and you kind of already touched on with like three yeah yeah i think that you were kind of listening to podcasts yeah i always back then even i always uh um followed like the news obviously i even as a kid we had nintendo power uh which led into oxm 
official Xbox magazine, I got for like the early 360 days and during the original Xbox days. Um, so I always kept up with news that way. Um, and that kind of led into, yeah, I always followed, or I used IGN as my news site, uh, and that led into podcasts, which I listened to when I was achievement hunting or whatever. Um, and then with kind of funny itself, I guess, or like podcast beyond, uh, cause three red lights, I kind of dropped off once that, that era went away and kind of like Steimer yeah. came in and a couple other people kind of took it over. Um, but it wasn't really that like Hillary Goldstein era of ridiculous nonsense podcasting in the guise of an Xbox podcast. Um, yeah. So I kind of dropped off from that and didn't really listen to podcasts until when I bought my PS3 in 2012. I was like, okay, I kind of want to keep up on, or I need to figure out what I should play and type of stuff. So I started listening to Beyond again and kind of just stayed with it from there. So I follow Beyond, I follow uh unlocked mccaffrey does a really great job with unlocked um and then uh, for gaming podcasts is pretty much that uh kind of funny stuff and unlocked um i followed the patch for a while for rooster teeth um but i kind of fallen off from that just because they're not as well informed uh but sometimes they act like they are so it kind of it's just like i know what you're saying is wrong and it's it's hard to listen to sometimes oh uh, yeah. but they also that's... they also focus on pc a lot more um so okay. i just kind of don't identify with it as much um and then non-gaming podcasts which touch on gaming is i listen to rooster teeth stuff uh, and that's about it really cool cool um well, yeah i mean i i think we've i think we've kind of thoroughly hit <laughs> kind of um yeah every i mean uh, were there any other kind of handheld standouts over the years? Yeah, I guess that's something. Of... Um, Pokemon I've always kept up with. Um, like I said, Fire Emblem was something I picked up more recently. Uh, other than that, I've never been a huge handheld gamer. I don't like really. I don't. I don't have time. Like I don't go anywhere where I could play them. And when I'm home, yeah. I'd rather just play a console game. So yeah, it's just it's, I'm, I'm pretty much the same way these. So days. it's hard to get myself to play. Like I have a huge DS and 3DS backlog, but it's just so hard to push myself to play those when I also have a huge console gaming backlog, and I'd rather play a game with controller on my TV. Um, yeah. I'm trying to look over my games are right over there, so I'm trying to think. Uh, recently, I actually played through Chrono Trigger for the first time on DS. Um, that was one I never got around to, and. My friend that I play Xbox with a lot, it's his favorite game, and he always made fun of me for never getting around was, to it. Yeah, no, the DS is when I finally got around to it yep. myself. So yeah, I had the PS1 version, that. like I said, when I picked up all the Final Fantasies, but I never got around to playing it. Um, Same, it was like, it, the the PS1 version was great to have, because it was, was it 4 and Chrono Trigger? Yeah, it was, was 4 it and Chrono Trigger, pack? yep. Yeah, um, so it was like, it was great to have 4, Yep. Um, but the the load times between every battle on those. Yeah, that's what I've heard. Like, it's like, well, it's horrible. These, it's, it's like, it's, it's horrible in the way that we love, we love to hyper yeah, yeah, everything, but it definitely wasn't as fluid as, as a cart was. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so it was like, well, I'm, I would, uh, and it's, it's especially noticeable in something like Chrono Trigger where it's supposed to be a yeah, more fluid yeah. transition between like walking and around an area into and a into a battle. Yeah. Whereas, like, okay, yep, now I'm having to wait an extra five seconds to actually start yep. this fight. Yeah, that's what I heard, um, so. Was, 
was was certainly rougher. So yeah, it was when the DS version came out. I was like, okay, well, let me try it again now. Yeah, and and I had a much better time with it. Yeah. Um, uh, other than Pokemon, uh, Oracle of Ages and Seasons and Link's Awakening were games I played back in the day um, that I really enjoyed. Uh, the Castlevania games on on GBA and DS are amazing. Um, if you like Symphony of the Night, that's the perfect place to go afterwards. All six of them are are perfect. They're just they're clones of well, they're not clones, but they are sequels to Symphony of the Night in pretty much every way but story. Um, Trying to think, uh, Tactics Final Fantasy Tactics Advanced and Advanced Two. Um, I do enjoy those a lot. Trying to think, uh, The World Ends with You is a really really cool JRPG that. Uh, a lot of people talk about, um, but I know a lot. But a lot of people also haven't played. Um, yeah, Chris, Christian touched on it a little bit uh, last week, and that was definitely one that I remember seeing and being like, "Oh, like if I, I wish that was one of those games where I was like, I wish I had more time yeah. for handheld gaming, or I wish I was at that point in my life where I was doing." More yeah, I actually gaming. went back to that a lot later. I probably played that game like maybe only like three or four, three years ago or so. Um, yeah. but that was definitely worth it. Uh, the music in that game is amazing. Yeah, um, that's what he was saying. Uh, I want to say that Phantom Hourglass is, is decent. Spirit Tracks is a horrible game. I hate that game. <laughs> it is, <laughs> it was the last Zelda game on the timeline and I had to push myself to finish it because it is not fun. <laughs> that train stuff is just bad. <laughs> it's... Have they announced where Breath of the Wild fits in the timeline yet? No, I'm interested to see, um, but I don't think they have. I haven't heard anything about it. Um, and the 3DS games, I actually have a lot, but I haven't really played a lot. Uh, so I played like 3D Land. Um, Theater Rhythm was really cool. Just because I, I enjoy rhythm games and Final Fantasy music is amazing. Um, yeah. Triforce Heroes I played with my brother and our friend, uh, which was okay. It's not it's not amazing, but it, it's the same as the Four Swords games. Like, they're they're not really Zelda games, but they are. They're just weird co-op games with the Zelda skin. Mm-hmm. Um, Does that one sit in the in the timeline? Oh, uh, I don't know. I, I I actually haven't checked. Because I feel I feel like that came out after the. It did. Game. Yeah, it definitely did. Um, same with a link. A link between worlds it? was really good. Yeah, I was gonna. I was yeah, I was gonna say that one. That was like, because um, Link to the Past is my favorite. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, I was like I. I got a 3DS to play Link Between Worlds, basically. And then stuff I'm sitting on to play on my 3DS is uh, Fire Emblem we talked about, uh, Bravely Default, um, and Bravely Second, which comes out. Well, it's it's out. I don't remember. It's out. Yeah, I just haven't gotten it. Um, Those games I've heard a ton about are great. Codename Steam, which is like a Valkyria Chronicles-type XCOM strategy game. Um, Those are kind of games I'm sitting on that I have that I just haven't gotten around to it. But yeah, that's about it. I think that covers everything. Excellent. That's I mean, it's it's thorough. It's in depth. It is very in depth. Um, and I I have a much better appreciation of where you're coming from now. Um, and why Final Fantasy uh, X is so and, good. And and I mean at least why you think it's so good. It's be- well, uh, part of it part of it is because we'll get into a tiny bit. But I just prefer I prefer. Uh, like actual turn base to the ATB system. I don't actually like okay. the ATB system. I like being able to think and be more strategic about stuff. So I think that's a yeah. big reason why one and ten are 
like my favorites. So topic two, um, uh, your favorite game. We touched on it a little bit, but uh, go ahead and let yeah. us know what your favorite game is, Nate. So I actually want to give some shout outs and kind of explain this. So for me, it's really hard to pick a favorite out of like different genres, if that makes sense. So like people say, what are your top five games? Or like, how do I compare Final Fantasy X to StarCraft II? Like, uh-huh. that doesn't make sense to me. Um, so I have a favorite of each like genre. Um, so StarCraft II would be probably my favorite RTS. Halo 2 shooter final fantasy 10 uh metro prime all right and then zelda ocarina of time is what i've chosen which surprised me that no one else has chosen it yet but someone had didn't someone have a leak to the past uh no no, no? Uh, have you had any zeldas no we haven't had any zeldas come up link to the past is my favorite um, yeah of, of the zelda oh okay yeah but, well um, did you talk about that in the first episode then no no my first episode was final fantasy 6 oh six okay um so yeah, I figured I'd go with, I had backups if someone had already talked about Zelda. Yeah, and the, the thing that I, I like, I mean, we haven't we haven't hit it yet, um, but I'm, I certainly wouldn't be opposed to revisiting a favorite game. Yeah. Um, there was, uh, early on, like, Alex's favorite game was Persona 4 Golden, and then Frank was like, I mean, I would totally come in and have done Persona 4 Golden too. And I was like, okay, well, I mean, like, back to back, I don't really want to do... I yeah, yeah. I want to I give it a little bit of breathing room before we revisit it. Yeah. Um, but we also gave him ample time to talk about Persona 4 in, in that episode. In gaming history. Yeah. Yeah, so Ocarina is probably... Probably, if I had to choose out of all of those, like, that would probably be my number one game. Just that sense of it being early in my childhood. So, what, 98... I think we got it right away, or if not, the next year. So I was seven or eight when it came out, uh, or when we got it. And just like that introduction to, I mean, it's in my mind, like one of the first open world games, like you can go after that opening part, like you walk into Hyrule Field and it's just huge compared to anything you've seen on the N64 at least. Um, And I mean, a lot of people had that with Link to the Past just in 2d beforehand but i didn't have that experience um so and seeing in 3d is just crazy with seeing mount doom over on the right yeah you've got the castle a little bit in front of you and the ranch and all these different areas you can go to right away um and like i just really enjoy that style of gameplay with the way the dungeons are laid out getting that item halfway through that lets you finish the dungeon and just the clever level design of each of them to where they are kind of sectioned off but you don't know it yeah. without that item um and that kind of just is something i see that's like why i like metroidvania so much they're kind of like zelda dungeons themselves are kind of a small metroidvania um so that really appeals to me yeah no it's i mean it's the the reason I tend to lean on um, uh, Link to the Past as my favorite uh, over Ocarina of Time is because I because it did like Link Link to the Past did it first for me. Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. Like I I played I played one and two on on uh, on the original Nintendo, um, and then when yeah Super Nintendo came up, it was like oh like wow it's so it's so much bigger. And then like Ocarina of Time is a great game, but it like. I go through it, and especially looking back, like with a more critical eye, I'm like, 
Like mm -hmm. it, I, I look at Ocarina of Time, I'm like, it's just linked to the past again, but now yeah, yeah, exactly. For a but to me, time. that was a first. Right, and that, that was and for for a lot of people. It was and yeah, it, yeah. You know, it was like groundbreaking graphically and and the size yeah, yeah, exactly. of the game for that time. Even though now yeah. we can go back and be like, I mean, Hyrule feels not that big. Yeah, it really isn't that big. But yeah, the whole world itself isn't really that big either, and it's cordoned off into these small areas. But the way it's presented makes it feel like one big area. Yeah. Um, is is it something that you've gone back to? Like, like I remember when uh, when Wind Waker came to. The GameCube, GameCube, I went and it came I, like, I got Masterclass. the promotional disc and, and all that stuff. So I went through and played through it again. And, and I know yeah. that, like the 3DS version of it was a, is a big seller on the on the system. Have you gone back and kind of revisited it? Or... Yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, we didn't get Master Quest. Um, we did get Wind Waker, but I don't, I don't remember why, but we didn't get that disc. Um, but yeah, I picked it up. Well, I think I'm, I might have played it on Virtual Console on Wii. Um, but I definitely I picked up the 3DS version. I beat it like when it came out, when the 3DS version came out, and then I played it again when I got to it in the timeline. Mm -hmm. um, so I've gone back to it within the past like four, three, three years. Um, but it's something I like to get back to every once in a while. It's yeah, not no. super long. Like if you know what you're doing, it you can beat it in like 15, 20 hours. So yeah, one of the uh, did so. Like, the Water Temple is one of the things that yeah. always, like, stands out as, like, the bane of people's existence. And mm -hmm. it was weird for me because I, like, I didn't have horrible memories of the Water Temple. Okay. Um, and so, like, finding out after the fact that people hated that, I was like, I mean, like, yeah, it was, it was a little bit more puzzling, but, like, it was also one of the last puzzles you're, you're like, playing in that game. So it's yeah. the most challenging one. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, I don't like remember it being that bad but i also had a guide as a kid so i like uh, used the nintendo power guide whenever i got stuck and i do remember getting stuck in there so i do remember using the guide to get through it like i didn't sit there with the guide open the whole game but if i got stuck i had it and i do remember using it for the water temple so it wasn't as bad to me because i wasn't trying to get through it on my own um i've never been one to shy away from using a guide if i get stuck somewhere so that's, yeah that's fair i'm 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 largely the same way um so in the uh um as as somebody who has played through all of the um uh, like all of the the series yeah um what what about ocarina of time makes it stand out above the rest is it that like that nostalgia because it was kind of your yeah. first experience i think it definitely pushes it up there um i do think that I like after playing uh, Link to the Past, it, it's that same feeling you had where I'm like, okay, this is just 2D Ocarina of Time. Like, I'm looking at it backwards because of how I played them. Mm -hmm. But it is, to me, like, it wasn't as crazy groundbreaking as everyone thinks, says it is because it wasn't my first experience with that game. Like, they are the same game. Yeah, one's 2D it's... version of the other, and one's 3D. I mean, yeah, you like, you run into, and that's, that's why, like, I just have, like, with Wind Waker, like, because Wind Waker, I think, is the last one I actually really played, because I didn't, okay. I didn't play Twilight Princess, and I didn't play Skyward Sword, okay. um, but it was, like, doing Wind Waker 2, it was like, okay, it's the same formula, I've, I've like, I'm, I have to go get three of something, and then I have to go get seven of something, and it was, yep. like, I was, like, I've been doing the same thing since, since Link to the Past, yep. um, so, yeah, it did, it, it, like, 
and I don't know because I because I haven't played Twilight Princess or or um, or Skyward Sword if like they follow that same trope. Uh, so uh, Twilight Princess does. Uh, you have to get three of something, and then you have to get four of something, okay. and that's how you. That's why you get to go through the dungeon. In the middle of there, you go through the Temple of Time dungeon. Um, but yeah, they, it, that does uh, Skyward Sword. I I honestly don't remember it as well, but from what I remember, it's much more story driven. Um, like you're given a story reason to go to each temple and not to collect some random thing because uh-huh. they they really did use a lot more story in that game to set up the lore of the timeline or whatever yeah um, i mean well, like and with like because you had in in link to the past in ocarina of time you have the story of like okay go get the sage yeah like go yep. go save this sage of of time or this the sage yep. of the forest or whatever and and you know you, you're meeting these characters that you might have already known or or you're you're getting to know um yep uh, but yeah, it was it was like it was it was story for the time, especially. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think the nostalgia really pushes it. I do prefer the 3D games over the 2D games, just because probably because of that's what I started with. Like I said, I didn't even go back to any of the 2D other than the um, uh, game, the handheld ones. I did play 2D, but I never went back to like. Link to the Past or the originals um, until after I'd beaten Wind Waker and um, maybe even Twilight Princess, I'm trying to think. Um, but yeah, I just like it's that, just the definitely the nostalgia of just getting the Master Sword and then the whole world changes, like that's a really cool that was a really cool thing for seven-year-old me to experience in a video game and uh, um, that type of thing yeah, just growing up as having adult Link uh, and everything changes you different some some of the items you can use some of them you can't yeah like you can't use the you can't use the uh, slingshot because you have to get the bow but you can still use the nuts and Deku six and that type of stuff was cool um i think that is the game that while that and super mario 64 are what made me a completionist um super mario 64 obviously getting all the stars is kind of just pushes you but uh getting all the hearts and all the different secrets in that game, like Skulltula tokens and uh, that type of stuff, trying to get all the optional items, um, finding the fairy fountains. Just the one at the end is really cool. Once you have all the hearts, getting double health right before Ganon. Um, to go through and get Goron's sword. Yep, get Goron's sword. Yeah, do the trading minigame thing. Um, the final dungeon's really cool, just having mini dungeons for each of the temples it's like Ganon's castle has the different wings or whatever yeah um i just like yeah i definitely think it's probably nostalgia well i don't know like i'm trying to think about what makes those other games better and they just like you say they feel a derivative of it um but to you they all feel derivative of pulling to the past mm-hmm. um so i guess you'd have to say nostalgia because only to the past did it first but but I mean, there, I mean, there are certainly things that that um, that Ocarina do, like. Yeah. I can I can acknowledge that that my nostalgia for Link to the Past leads me to overlook some of the things that that Ocarina yeah. builds on. Um, yeah, they, that they definitely Link to the Past doesn't do as well. Yeah, I, I definitely prefer the combat um, in the three games. I like the whole Z targeting action RPG type combat mm-hmm. over the two D swing your sword in a random direction, hit a dude type yeah. thing like. I mean, I, it's even, just more in depth, like. 
Yeah, even even uh, even story wise, like the the like you touched on um, in Ocarina, going from young Link to to adult Link, and kind of then having to play with that, like okay, the, the times where you have to do something in the past to affect. Yep. The yeah, going present. like going going to Kakariko Village and going into the well to get the Eye of Truth, so you can go to the Shadow Temple, like that type of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, uh, like that. That is like an improvement on like the shadow world of Link to the Past. Yeah. Um, that like it it introduced some of those ideas and and you do have to kind of okay you have to like teleport back to the regular world at this point to get to a certain dungeon or something like that. But it wasn't. Yeah. Like I I think it was much more. I think that that mechanic and that idea was was refined in Ocarina of Time. That, yeah, definitely. Uh, that we didn't necessarily. Um, that like it's introduced in Link to the Past, but it becomes not perfected, but it it becomes certainly improved upon in Ocarina yeah. of Time. And um, yeah, I think same with like dungeon design. I think just the three D element of it adds some really cool stuff that they can't do in the two D games. Yeah. Um. So. <clears throat> so yeah, I definitely prefer the three D ones, and I think Ocarina that that's what makes me Ocarina like the best in my mind is. Like, Majora's Mask, I didn't get into, like, I didn't beat until the 3D version came out. I just never got into it as a kid. I didn't like the time limit, because, like I said, I'm a completionist, and I've never liked time limits in games, because they stop me from being a completionist. Like, sure, with Majora's Mask, you can rewind and stuff, but it's just a lot more, like, complicated to try to 100% that game than it is Ocarina of Time. Ocarina of Time, I can just go through a and collect everything. I don't have to worry about what I did or what I have to do before I have to reset time and do stuff over and over again. Yeah, Majora's um, Mask was one that I could just, I've just never been able to, to get into. Like I, I, that was that was one I rented back in the N64 days um, at Blockbuster, and it was like immediately turned off because I was too I was too stressed out by the yeah time yeah exactly and having to do and 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 it being designed that you're not going to get everything done in in the three-day period so you have yeah. to like then go back i was just i was like that's not the kind of it's a it's similarly like that's one of the biggest things i hate about 13.3 is yeah that it just it like it invoked that majority's yep. mask yeah it was, to me, where I was yeah, like it i don't very much I, I need the time and and freedom to do things at my own pace and not have to be constrained and and, and stressed yeah, out. Yeah, th- that's a game I used a guide just completely for, so that I didn't miss stuff, <laughs> because I didn't want it. That otherwise I would have yeah gotten stressed out. But yeah, I, I went back with the 3D version. I was lucky to get my hands on a Majora's Mask 3D <laughs> new 3DS, um, and I really I actually do enjoy it um, now that I'm older and it's I can kind of comprehend it better. But it, it definitely is probably my least favorite of the 3d ones yeah, which is crazy because a lot of people hate skyward sword but and love majora's mask yeah i mean majora's mask is certainly like one of those really divisive ones where it's yeah, like people people love it or people hate it yep i tried getting into it again when uh when i did the the on the the gamecube disc or whatever um, oh yeah yeah i tried tried playing it again there after doing like the run of of ocarina and i was like mm-hmm. nope it's just it's still not it's still not connecting for me and yep. like so when, when the 3ds version came out i was like nope i like i just don't i don't see myself diving into something like that and really enjoying it um yeah f- in in the way that like people that i know people do i just it's it doesn't seem like it would connect with me yeah 
Um, and then Wind Waker. Wind Waker, I love a lot. Um, it's probably my second, well, yeah, probably my third favorite out of the 3D ones. Um, Twilight Princess is basically just like a bigger next-gen Ocarina. Like, it's very much Ocarina 2. Um, it's just the reason I don't like it as much is I think the overworld overworld's way too big. Um, Hyrule, Field, Hyrule Field is split up into four sections, all of which are bigger than, like, way bigger than Ocarina's Hyrule Field. Like, it's just, there's too much time running around his opponent. Eventually you get fast travel, but, like, it's just, it's a little too big, and it mm -hmm. kind of drags a little bit. But I think the dungeon dungeon design in Twilight's the best. And uh, um, and the, the overworld's largely empty, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that's, like, it's like if it was just, filled with things, it wouldn't feel. Yeah, bad, yeah, but... it's it's just Hyrule Field, just way bigger. Like you're just running through. There's random enemies that you can swing your sword at while you're riding by his opponent or shoot your bow at. But um, it's largely like there's not much to do. Like there's not many more. I don't really think there's any more collectibles or things than there are in Ocarina. Um, so there's just the same amount to do, but the world's way bigger. Yeah. But yeah, the dungeon design I think is a lot better. Um, and then Skyward Sword, I actually liked the like movement-based control combat type thing. Like I thought it was cool. It didn't it didn't make me angry or anything. So, and then I do like the renewed focus on story. Um, but it's a lot more linear. There's not really like as much of an overworld. Um, you're kind of just going from dungeon to dungeon. Uh, as far as I remember, I. I don't really remember it that well. Um, and then it, it was pretty long. It is mm. a lot longer than all the others. Um, so uh, with Breath of the Wild being kind of the next big one, um, yeah. are, are you excited by what you've seen of that? Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's cool that they're taking a lot more cues from um, from Western RPGs, open-world RPGs, uh, making it much more like a Skyrim or Witcher, where it seems to be... Like, I think they said there's, like, over 100 of these mini dungeons on top of the main dungeons. Um, but I do also like that they're kind of bringing it back to the original where it's not... You're not forced to go from dungeon to dungeon um, if you don't want to. Yeah. Um, so, I, I yeah, I am really excited for it. I'm hoping it doesn't feel too empty. Um, like I said, with with Twilight Princess, that is a, that is a fear of mine because... They are making it so big based on what they've been saying. And I'm trying to figure out, like, how many side quests are there really going to be? Or is it... And, like, sure, there's these dungeons peppered around, but if they're only a couple rooms, like, they're not going to fill a lot of time. So if yeah, there's if, not... If it's just like, okay, so I do a dungeon and I get... I mean, like, You get a rune or whatever, the yeah, you get a rune power or, thing. Or, yeah, it's because it's. I was like, I was like, is it even heart pieces again? Like, well, there might now, be because now you eat oh, food yeah. to restore your health. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah, I'm a little worried about some of those weird systems that they have. Like how how obtrusive are they going to be? Yeah. Like if I don't eat, like it's, it's, am I just going to die randomly while fighting a dude? Or like, do or I have the, to worry about like, this a lot? Yeah, the dis the destructible weapons and stuff. It's like oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, like I like, that just give me my master sword. <laughs> Yeah, I, yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't like the like. I didn't like having to just burn through Deku sticks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Like if if it's something like Dark Souls or Oblivion or whatever, where like you can repair it like fairly easily, 
and I'm not I'm not losing my weapons constantly, then I'm fine with it. But yeah, I'm worried about some of the systems how obtrusive they are. If they're if they're not that obtrusive, they're fine. But and then the overworld being so big, yeah, um, it could be great or it could be horrible. <laughs> But I'm optimistic. They they haven't released like I've enjoyed all of Zelda, so except for Spear Tracks <laughs> and the, the multiplayer ones. Multiplayer ones I don't really count as Zelda though. Um, so in uh, back on Ocarina of Time, um, in uh, do you see yourself as a which which piece of the Triforce would you identify yourself as? Probably wisdom. Wisdom. Yeah, I'll I, I'll identify with Zelda. I'm not really so, lusting for power and suck at courage and power. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't really. I'm not. I mean, I'm not like a super coward, but I wouldn't say I'm like going out and skydiving and stuff. So yeah, I, I think I'm. I'm much more intellectually inclined. Yeah. Um, uh, and then uh, uh, just as I'm as I'm going through and rethinking <laughs> about the story, like, um, what did did Sheik blow your mind? Um, yeah, yeah, that was really cool. Um, that was, that was my, I guess, as a kid, having not grown up with an NES or SNES, that was my Samus Metroid moment. Uh, okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, oh my god, it's, except it was an established character, where mm-hmm. Samus was just this, you assumed it was a guy, because he's a badass bounty hunter, but, yeah, Zelda, yeah, yeah, Sheik being Zelda was a pretty cool idea. Yeah, um, and it's certainly, that like, that's something I feel like wouldn't translate well in a in a in a game where like the characters are voiced yeah it was um like have you played persona 4 uh yeah persona 4 gold yeah yeah um so like the uh uh like naoto naoto yeah yeah i I was like 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 this this character is clearly a girl right yeah yeah exactly i mean that's the same it doesn't seem like a masculine or a male voice yeah so i'm like i was like like how long am i supposed to Am I supposed to like go with this? Yeah, <laughs> I feel and... like I feel like a, a, a chic twist like that would be pretty would be much tougher to pull off. In, yeah, uh, in this day and age, unless like the voice is like deliberately disguised or yeah or, or adjusted like that. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, that, that that was a really cool twist to me. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think like, do like. Iconic like boss battles and stuff is another kind of, like at the end of each dungeon. Lo- yeah, like, those those creatures kind of being um, like memorable it, in the same vein. I think that I, like it's interesting because I like I think I can draw maybe parallels between like the boss design in a Zelda game and the boss design of a Souls game. Yeah, um, as kind of yeah definitely, like, these, definitely these larger than life creatures that yep. like you have to now figure out a way to beat and overcome yeah yeah they're not they're not always so straightforward on what you need to do um yeah goma right away is something that's always been pretty memorable you walk into the bottom or you go to the bottom of the deku tree and you just walk into this empty arena and then the camera pans up or whatever and you see the eye open and then a giant spider falls in front of you and you're just like oh what the hell <laughs> like what do i need to do here um, so that's always a big one. Um, I'm trying to think, I don't really like. I can't. This is really bad, but I can't even remember what the boss. Oh no, uh, Dodongo, King of Dodongo. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a throwback, so like I didn't really get the reference or whatever. Like obviously, throw those, throw the bombs into his mouth yeah. was a thing, but I didn't know that. So 
Uh, I didn't get that nostalgia factor, so that boss was okay, but I didn't like the whole only being able to run around the edge with all the lava in the middle. Like, that was kind of obnoxious. Um, and then I don't like the boss for for Jabu Jabu, the jellyfish, electric oh, yeah. jellyfish thing. That boss, I don't like that design. Because, like, it, well, like, there's... When you throw the boomerang, it's like a crapshoot if it actually does anything sometimes. Yeah. With the Z targeting, like it, yep. sometimes it'll just hit the jellyfish itself and bounce off or whatever. It's yep. like, so it, that was just the way the mechanics worked. It wasn't that great. But uh, Phantom Ganon's really cool with the paintings and him coming out mm-hmm. and you having to shoot the bow and the right painting and stuff. Um, yeah, most of the most of the adult dungeon bosses are really cool. I like Bulvega. Uh, playing whack-a-mole with the hammer um yeah. shadow link was a bitch but he's not he's not the final boss but he's basically the boss of the water temple like the weird yeah. amorphous water blob thing wasn't nearly as cool as shadow link yeah um then i'm trying to so then we got was there a boss for the well i don't think so uh, no, I, I feel like there was well, not the well necessarily. But yeah, like well, the Shadow the, Temple well, Shadow Temple had uh, had a uh, Dongo Dongo or whatever his name is, the That's, the drum like, Bongo Bongo or the, he has the he's oh, the yeah. hands and the ghost hands. Right. Yes. That you have to you have to have the. Eye I can't remember to, his name. To see. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 that's and you're doing way better on the names than I am because okay. it's like I can I can visualize them, but I don't. I yeah the, yeah, the names are lost on. I don't me remember the because... Water Temple ones. But I, I can't remember most of them. Um, and then uh, Twin Rova is just one of the coolest bosses ever. I love that. Just having the two ice and fire and having to reflect yeah. the lot of fire with the mirror shield under the ice. Yeah. And then then they combine into the Twin Rova. Um, and then Ganon Ganon was just a really cool boss fight. Having the two-part boss fight with mm-hmm. where he turns into a giant pig. Yeah. Um, yep. And then uh, Zelda has to throw you the light arrows, so yeah. And then the whole and the whole Metroid style escape from the the exploding castle at the end. Yeah, yeah. No, it's. I mean, it's a solid. It's it's a solid game, and and yeah. Like, I mean, I mean, widely regarded by yeah, yeah, exactly as, as the best game ever. It's so not really a surprise for us to yeah. praise it so much. Yeah, no, it's it's certainly it's it is certainly a worthy addition to the the trove talk uh, library of favorite games. Um, any final thoughts that you want to kind of uh, touch on on it that we haven't we haven't uh, really addressed? No, I think we covered most of it. Yeah, I can't really think of anything. Cool. Um, all right then. Uh, topic three. Um, I, I'm like I'm just gonna let you take this one away. Yeah. Well, yeah. Just just add, intrude with questions because this is gonna be an interesting topic. Um. So how this got started is it all started with a video game named StarCraft II. Um, I was big into StarCraft II. Uh, I played it a lot online, and I followed the pro scene. And as a lot of people know, the pro scene is in South Korea. Um, that is where esports is the biggest, pretty much, even now with League of Legends and Dota. Um, and so I followed the Korean like pro scene uh pretty like when i get into something like competitive like that i tend to follow like like for gaming at least i tend to follow the pro scenes like pretty pretty like regularly so like i follow i've been playing a lot of magic the gathering recently and i follow like the magic pro tour um when they put that up on twitch um 
So yeah, I was following the Korean pro StarCraft scene for a while, and um, that kind of led into getting into K-pop, because uh, during some tournaments, sometimes they would have K-pop performances before, and um, a streamer I follow named Huck, he, who was actually American, um, but he would play K-pop music videos on his stream when he was in between matches. Um, so that kind of just like, it's the catchiest stuff you've ever heard. Um, it's, it's like they took American pop from like the nineties and even now, um, cause at this point, like K-pop isn't really a genre. There's like EDM K-pop, there's hip hop K-pop, like there's what you'd expect, like bubblegum K-pop. Um, but they kind of like took the American music scene fused it with J-pop and kept, like, the, or, like, expanded on the 90s, like, boy bands and girl groups, like, that we had, so, like, Spice Girls and Backstreet Boys and stuff, like, they've, they've expanded on that and perfected it in ways you'd never expect, mm -hmm. um, but, so, yeah, I followed StarCraft and kind of got into K-pop that way, and it's just, it's just insanely catchy, and I like to say the best part about it is it's like American pop, but you can't understand the lyrics because the lyrics are the worst part about American pop because they're so poorly written. And K-pop <laughs> is like that too. But I don't understand. Like, I mean, I, I understand a lot more now, but like you don't understand the majority of it. So it's it's not so stereotypical. It's more of just the the singing is just another instrument, um, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so I got into K-pop like a lot, which also led into... Uh, just Korean pop culture in general. Uh, variety shows are a big thing over there. Um, so how that happened is... So a lot of K-pop groups are like... They all have... You have members and like they're kind of marketed as like you pick your favorite member um, or you follow the group or whatever. Um, and then, so they go on these variety shows which are like comedy skit slash game show slash reality show that's like half scripted and half improv if that makes like it's really hard to explain but like um so but they'll have k-pop idols as guests on these shows so i started watching these shows just the episodes where like my favorite groups were on and some of them were just so funny like some of these are like the funniest shows i've ever seen so I just started watching these shows. Like Running Man's probably the most like popular one, um, where there's a fixed guest of like seven people, and then they have guests or a fixed cast of seven people, which like some of them are comedians, some of them are musicians, some of them are actors, um, but they're on every week, and then they invite guests sometimes. Most most episodes have guests, um, but then they play like these just random games, just and make jokes the whole time and they're they're just really funny um but yeah i started following just the episodes that my the groups that i followed were on but continued following them um and that just kind of got me into korean culture which led me to thinking about studying abroad there um which is crazy if you had known me up to that point because i've grown up in suburbs of detroit i had never left the suburbs of detroit well like so I went to school 10 hours away, but it's still in Michigan. It's in the upper, it's in the middle of nowhere in the Upper Peninsula. Um, 
basically I, I make the joke I try to get as far away from school or home as possible while stay, keeping in-state tuition. Um, <laughs> so, uh, but other than going to school, which that town that the school is in has 6,000 people in it. And then the school adds about 8,000 people. So we add more people during the school year than we, to double the population. Um, but it's literally in the middle of nowhere. There's like no one that lives there. Um, and then I've grown up in the suburbs of Detroit. But I've never left the country other than Canada, which doesn't count. Um, and uh, so I, yeah, I was just like, okay, this seems like a cool thing to do. I'd read up on it. And that's the one thing is if any of you listening are in college and even remotely thinking about doing this do it because it's like the coolest experience ever and literally everyone i talked to said that and luckily i believed them because i tried um so yeah i in uh 2012 i was doing a co-op in minnesota for eight months and then once that ended the fall semester i flew to seoul didn't know anyone didn't know the language i could read i can read the alphabet so I could read like street signs, even though they all have English on them too. So it didn't really matter. Um, but yeah, didn't know anyone, didn't know the language. I just flew over there and lived there for four months. And it was like the coolest experience ever. Um, a couple things I regret is uh, if you can do homestay, um, like live with a family in that country that you go to. Because uh, for us, I stayed in a dorm and they had an international dorm. So I was with all the other study abroad students. So we spoke English and we didn't really get as much of the culture, like immersion mm -hmm. as I would have liked. Um, because I was with a bunch of, I mean, I was with people from other cultures, which is cool. So like I had met, I have friends that are in like France and Germany and Australia and stuff, but we all spoke English pretty much um, and kind of hung out together. Uh, we didn't really get to it wasn't as easy to meet Korean students and like befriend Korean students, um, being in our own dorm. If that makes sense. So yeah, I would say do like homestay or like live with, yeah, like live with a family and try to get immersed more in the culture. Um, but yeah, it was a really, really cool experience. Um, the food is amazing. If you've ever had Korean, have you ever had Korean food? I don't, I mean, not, okay. like if, not notably Korean now. Okay. Well, if, if you have a Korean barbecue restaurant near you, go to Korean barbecue. It's like the best food. It's like the best food ever. Um, okay. What I, they... uh, well, yeah, <coughs> I, I've probably had Korean barbecue. Okay. Yeah. Well, like if you can do like the completely traditional experience, like some places have it um, where because how Korean barbecue works is you sit down at a table and there's a grill inside the table, like in the middle of the table. And they just hand you like raw meat and you just cook it at your table. They give you all these sides to mix, like you make lettuce wraps with it. So you put like rice and kimchi is fermented spicy cabbage, which sounds horrible because I don't like sauerkraut, but it's amazing. Uh, it, it's literally like spicy sauerkraut, but it tastes way different. Um, but yeah, you mix all this stuff and make like lettuce wraps or you just eat the meat straight. Um, but yeah, their food in Korea is amazing. Um, it was really cool living in a city that big, like Seoul is like a third of the population of the country. Um, cause I mean, the country is only as big as like, I don't know. I'm trying to think of what, probably like half of California or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's not a big country. Um, yeah. But Seoul, the Seoul metropolitan area is like 
33 million people it's like it's like more than a third of the country or whatever population um so yeah living in a huge city like that was really cool um considering i like i said i went to school in a place that had six thousand people <laughs> um i went to one of the three like most prestigious schools there which was really cool um luckily that was just the exchange program um and it's like right in the middle of seoul uh, their public transportation is amazing, so I was able to go to tons of different places um, without having to worry about, like, just dealing with getting anywhere, not having a car or whatever. Like, the subway was amazing. Buses worked perfectly. They actually have, like, these cards that you put money on that work on all sorts of public transportation, so even taxis. So you just, it's just a chip on it, RFID, RFID chip. Um, that lets you go to use the subway, use the bus, or taxis even. Um, so yeah, definitely studying abroad is cool. Um, definitely do that if you have a chance. Uh, it was a great experience. Were you still um, like getting exposed to all the things that had kind of brought you there? Like the, the culture and the show? Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. So the... um, yeah, actually that was cool. Uh, I got to see... Uh, I went to the finals of one of the seasons of StarCraft Pro, like Pro Season or whatever, um, which was in like a really fancy theater in Gangnam, which everyone knows from Gangnam Style, mm. which is like Gangnam is like the like I don't know like the affluent district of Seoul. Okay. Um, so like that's where, like that's where all the like celebrities live, and like that's where all everything's really expensive there. Mm. Um but yeah there was a really cool like fancy theater there that the finals were held in so i got to see that live luckily a lot of the people that also studied abroad there were into k-pop and could navigate korean websites so i was able to actually see a lot of concerts um for free even um they, some of them like we went to this huge concert that had like 20 different groups all like really big groups um, and we actually got in for free because they let 20 or they let 200 foreigners in for free because they, and they put us right next to the stage because they film us and put us on TV. <laughs> They're like, Hey, look, foreigners like our music too. So they show up, but, they, but I mean, we got literally like, I was four feet from the stage where the artists were for free because I was a foreigner. <laughs> so I can't complain. Yeah. Um, but yeah, luckily I had, there were friends in the, that were studying abroad that, were able to navigate the websites and figure out where this stuff was and how, because usually the instructions to get there were in Korean. Mm. Um, and I'm not fluent. Um, so did you, like, I said, uh, like how much do you think you picked up being there? Um, so we were, we actually had to take a class. Um, yeah. So there's a foreign language Institute that was part of the school or like partnered with the school. Um, so that was actually half of our day. It was four hours a day, four days a week um, was just Korean class. Um, so I picked up a lot. I don't remember most of it just because I don't use it anymore, and that was three years ago. Um, unfortunately, uh, I I keep a decent amount just from watching variety shows, um, but I I still watch them subbed. Like I can't I can't watch them without subtitles. Yeah. And understand the majority of what's going on. Is it something you'd love to like? Would you if if you had the opportunity, would you go back and just kind of travel back there for... Yeah, um, I actually for a while thought about going back to teach for like a year or two. 
because I I really did love living there. Like it was, it was an amazing experience. It was actually really good for my health, um, because not having a car, I had to walk everywhere. It's fairly hilly, so I got a decent amount of exercise. Plus, their foods are just way healthier. Like it's not there's not very much fried stuff. It's all meat and vegetables, and like there isn't very much like carbs other than rice. Um, so I actually lost like 30 pounds in the four months I was there. Um, so it was pretty good for my health. Um, and I, I thought about going back to teach there. It's just really hard to leave my well-paying established job <laughs> and yeah. that I'm a salaried like employee that I'm building up a retirement fund and stuff. Like it's hard to quit that, to go to the other side of the world to make a lot less money. <laughs> yeah, no, it's certainly, that's certainly kind of the, I think the standard of like, it is it is a thing you do in college um, yeah or like a year or two after college. yeah if, if i went right after instead of going starting at work then i definitely i probably showed up but um fortunately i feel like i might have like, missed out on that um that's actually why i moved home because i'm actually back in my parents house um i was in an apartment for two years my lease ended and i moved home and i was like okay either i'm gonna go move to korea so I want to save some money because I was paying like a thousand dollars in rent basically, which isn't crazy when we hear about like California and stuff, but in the middle, in, in Michigan, it's, that's like, it's a little high. Yeah. Um, and, or worst case, if I don't go to Korea, I could save a bunch, bunch of money and get a condo or buy a house. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so I, I definitely, I think I'm going to plan a trip, um, to go there just for vacation at some point it's just i would want like two weeks and what i'm yeah, thinking that's... well what i'm actually thinking is because i while i was there it's really really cheap to go to japan because it's mm-hmm. right there like they're the flights like less like a hundred dollars or something um but i never i wasn't able to while i was there just because i didn't have any money and i spent all my money getting to korea and living there um so I didn't. I wasn't able to do a trip to Japan. So I think what I'm going to do is take a two week vacation and spend a week in Korea and then a week in Japan, because I've always clearly video games have been a big part of my life and I've always wanted to go to Japan. Yeah, no, that's, that uh, makes sense. Um, yeah, and that's the the like I'm looking at. I'm like I'm currently scheduled, and I just I don't know if I'll actually even be able to like stick with it um, just because of other things on my on my plate. But I've got like a trip to to sydney booked for rtx australia oh, for RTX Australia, yeah. um and i was like i like i'm not gonna go just for the weekend so like, yeah it's it's like a 10-day trip or something that i've got booked so that i could actually have like time to enjoy yep. um kind of the 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 like the tourism of stuff, it yeah. um but yeah it's it's like i couldn't i couldn't say like oh yeah i'm just gonna go for like two or three days and, and just do that um for for a trip of like that scope yeah it, like it's fine if i'm just gonna like you know if i wanted to go to chicago or something for a weekend like mm-hmm. that's more like i'm more inclined to do that but if i am like going out of the country and at like someone somewhere like australia yeah. where i'm like flying for 20 hours to it yeah yeah exactly it's like yeah, yeah uh, like i should i should stay at least at least three times as long as the travel time <laughs> yeah yeah um, definitely um, um yeah even four months felt short in korea I yeah. just wanted, because I, I just loved it so much. I was, I, because it was a semester before I graduated. So I had, I had to spend my last semester at school, like at my school. 
because otherwise I would have probably done a year, mm-hmm. extended it for to do two semesters. Um, but yeah, I was too close to graduating. I couldn't. Plus, I had a couple classes I couldn't take there that I would have had to be at school for. Yeah. Um. Yeah, actually, I'm thinking about. Um, I started a kind of funny K-pop Facebook chat uh, that we have like four or like six people in. Um, just people I found in the Facebook group that, uh, also really into K-pop. Um, and one of them just started college and he's like thinking about, he's probably going to go study abroad there just cause I talked about it so much and liked it so much. Very cool. So if anyone listening is really into K-pop, let me know and I'll add you to the Facebook chat. There, there, there you go. Get, get on that K-pop. Um, so what are the, uh, what like... Is it just kind of the hyper boy bandy girl groupy like nature of of this of the like the music that like gets you and keeps you? It's in just K-pop? like the catchy. Well, the, the the catchy music is definitely like the the basis of it. Um, but I think like part of it is I'm just an obsessive person. So like I have an obsessive personality, and so like I really get into a group. And I follow, like, their variety show appearances and stuff. Um, The only problem is just, like, there's so many groups now. Like, it's ridiculous how many groups debut every year in the the industry because it's so popular. Like, their their groups are huge out, like, just all all over Asia. Like, they have so many Chinese bands, Japanese bands. Like, J-pop is a thing, but I feel like I I could be biased just because I'm much more immersed in K-pop than J-pop. But even in Japan, like, the K-pop groups are huge compared to, um, like, other stuff. And then, yeah, they, they go all over Southeast Asia. But, um, yeah, I just, it's it's definitely, the music's just insanely catchy. And I've always enjoyed pop music, like, like stereotypical, catchy mm-hmm. pop music. Um, and they've just kind of perfected that, I feel like. Do they do uh, uh, like do they do tours here ever? Yeah, um, actually, uh, today there was a Twitter thing that was saying a girl group. They didn't say which, but they hinted at four different ones. Will be in like New York, Toronto, L.A., Chicago, like early next year. Um, and there were like four really popular groups that I like. So um, yeah, they do. There's there are uh, there's KCON. So K K pop convention, um, mm-hmm. but it's basically at this point just a concert. Like a lot of the major artists go to that. There's one in New York. There's one in L A. There's one in Paris. Um. So yeah, they they do tour a little bit here, but not not like Asia. Like they're not mm-hmm. as big here or outside of Asia as they are over there. Yeah, it's but still, there still are, more niche here. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely definitely still a niche thing, but um. They do every once in a while come. It it's rare to, for them to not to go anywhere but New York and LA, so that yeah. kind of sucks because I'm in the Midwest. It'd be nice if they came to Chicago, um, which sometimes they do, but a lot more rare than New York and LA. Um, yeah, they kind of do regular, like probably once a year, go to those. Um, um, but yeah, I think the whole like they've just kind of like perfected the production of everything like music videos are like a really big thing like they're they're not a thing anymore but for k-pop they are like 
the production of them is always really good. Like, they have different, like, style. And like I said, it's not really a genre anymore. Mm-hmm. So they, if you like hip-hop, you can listen to, hip like, Korean hip-hop, basically. It, it's part of K-pop. There are hip-hop yeah. groups. Um, and there's standard bubblegum pop. There's EDM. There's, like, more like i don't know how to describe it like fierce girl groups kind of like rihanna type stuff or there's more stuff like j-pop like traditional bubblegum pop type groups and um there's just kind of something for everyone to be honest there's there's rock band like rock band k-pop groups type like that they are rock bands like um so there's just kind of it's you, you don't really get bored of it because it's not all one type of music right yeah it's just so that I, it's 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 like a step removed from just the stuff we've got here. Yeah, yeah, um, exactly. But also like heightened, I guess. Yeah, and and they 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 like produce these groups. So like like One Direction is big, and they like their fans know all the members' names. And like it's kind of similar to that, but to like even more extreme extent, where like each of the members like you know the members names and their personalities because they go on these variety shows and stuff um and do like radio interviews and um recently they've been doing essentially like not facebook but like a live stream there's a live stream service um that a lot of them go on just to chat with fans and stuff regularly um so they're they're very they're very like um they just interact a lot. Like, there's a lot of, like, appearances by them. So you get to know the members of the groups very well. And you kind of yeah. identify with them. Yeah, it sounds it sounds like it's much more, like, integrated throughout multiple medias. Yeah, I mean, where... there's a reason they're called idols. Like, they're, they are mm. produced to be, like, idolized. Which is starting to get weird for me because they're starting to get, like, they're getting younger. <laughs> and, like, the groups that, like, the newer groups are, like have like people born in like 2001 awesome so they're like 16 or 17 but like the groups i started when i started listening like are people that are older than me or around my age yeah um so but i mean idolizing them doesn't necessarily mean in like a romantic way like you're so if that makes sense yeah because i follow guy groups too like not not as much as the girl groups, but I think that's just because I've always preferred female voices and singing. Like even like when I before getting into K-pop, I was really into metal um, and like symphonic metal and stuff. And I've always preferred the symphonic metal bands that have female singers over male singers. Cool. So. Any um, well, any final thoughts on uh, on South Korea um, K-pop studying abroad that you want to uh, kind of address, touch on? No, other than. Study abroad if you can. Go to Korea or anywhere that you want to really. Go to Korea if you have a chance. Like, you're over going to Japan, like, go to Seoul. It's a really cool city. Um, and I guess maybe I should give a couple K-pop recommendations. Sure, yeah. Like so, uh, some of the good groups. my favorite group is called Girls' Generation. Um, they, uh, they are probably the most popular group in Korea. Like, they're probably the most popular girl group ever in Korea. Um. And the first song that really got me into K-pop is called G, like spelled G-E-E, like the expression. Um, it's probably the catchiest song ever made. Um, 
but if you don't like super repetitive, catchy bubblegum pop, you might not be into it. But give it a chance. It's insanely catchy. Um, and so that's my favorite group. Uh, some newer groups that are really popular. Uh, there's a couple guy groups. Uh, BTS is actually really popular in uh, like foreign community, like foreign fans. They have a ton of foreign fans. Um, and EXO, EXO um, is another guy group that's really popular. Um, and then girl groups, there's two newer girl groups that are really, really popular are Twice and Blackpink. And the other names are weird, but you get over it. <laughs> um, yeah, if you're interested in looking them up, um, they all have YouTube, YouTube channels. If you can just search those names, their music videos will come up. You can watch the music videos, listen to music. It's all this stuff's on iTunes too, but obviously you want to try it before you get into it to where you're buying it on iTunes. Um, well, very cool. Thank you for, for <laughs> enlightening the, the brief education on K-pop. I was, yeah, you mentioned that as a topic. I was like that. Well, like, I mean, I, I have no I meant, idea where we're going to go with that. <laughs> I meant more of like, I wanted to just do like the study abroad culture yeah, yeah. stuff, but my variety shows in K-pop are like the biggest Korean culture things I follow. So, yeah, no, it's it's awesome. It's I mean, it's it's certainly not anything I would have thought to to yeah. like to bring up. And it's well, I mean, the the whole intent of the getting to know you um, is that's why I think is most... like yeah. N- I, now I know something about you I would never have have. Yeah, known a lot of people don't know that I studied abroad in Korea for four months, and yeah, it was something that I figured would be very because, uh, like I said, my other choice or thought was Magic the Gathering, but I felt like that's too close to gaming and like like i figured that would be korean culture and k-pop and stuff would be a lot more interesting yeah so. awesome great uh well thank you for, for bringing <laughs> that up and uh and yeah let's go ahead uh moving right along topic four um let's close it out with trove topics is where you can be part of the show uh by tweeting at uh me or at the show at trove talk on uh, on twitter with the hashtag Trove Topics, or just keep an eye out, you know, around around every Friday or so when I whenever I sit down with my guest and say, "Hey, I'm sitting down with this person, so let's visit about it. Uh, what what questions do you have?" Um, so we've got uh, we've got a handful. Um, starting out start, starting out with a couple from uh, from this guy Nathan Swisher at OCR under, underscore Melkor. Uh, you, you just you just well, the, to dive these, in and... the, these two go together. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. So, uh, so the a couple of the recurring jokes that we have in our in our friendly banter. Um, why do you hate FFX so much? And and why did you ruin the games cast? Um, so yeah, as we touched on way back in the in the first topic, the first time we really got to know each other was uh, was when we did Symphony of the Night. Uh, yep. When we did the book club for that, rest in peace, kind of funny book club. Um, and we uh, we kind of became friends after that and yeah you like that was because i changed out of doing the book club tier to go and be on the show so yep. like greg mentioned that when we were getting set up so you were the first person that ever fa- like even a like before my family oh, yeah. that felt really. that i was that i was going to be going Spending. and doing the uh, the kind of funny games cast yeah um so yeah as soon as i as soon as i get back off the games cast i'm cuz i mentioned that that Final Fantasy X is uh, is is uh, I basically told Tim that he could skip it 
because it was like on the Vita at that point. We yeah, were, yeah. We Tim was about, wondering if he should play. We were that talking anymore. about games to and play. And Colin on also agrees with you. Yeah, um. and so 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 my my uh, my pass on that recommendation uh, led to the the Final Fantasy X. Uh, hate and, and ruining then, the games cast joke. and then yeah just also because, I, because well, I didn't like Final Fantasy X it wasn't, ruined the it, games cast it wasn't because you didn't like it and you told him to skip it it was because you and Colin just ratted on it for like 10 minutes <laughs> it was like you didn't talk about any of the good points it was only the bad stuff eh, I mean yeah eh, that's so, so so yeah like as as to I don't hate Final Fantasy. And I know, yeah, you don't in, hate it. It's, yeah, it's, it's we, in your mid-tier. this a little bit. But in the, in the hierarchy that we touched on earlier of like, okay, there's the games I like, <laughs> there's the games that are forgettable and meh, and then there's the games that I hate. Like, yeah. 10 is at the bottom of the games I like, actually. Yeah. Um, so it's it's like, it it has its flaws in yeah. that I and like. And I agree. I agree. The, the voice direction is, yeah, vo- the voice, is yeah, embarrassing. That, but that's as, one thing people gloss over is, you you correctly said it's the voice direction that is yeah. bad. It yeah, it's, it's not I mean, the actor's fault. Like especially yeah, the and the biggest thing is like the laughing scene. Everyone points out like it's yeah. supposed to be bad laughing. Like that's the point is, you know, makes fun of him because he's like not really laughing. And then they yeah. eventually evolve into actual laughter, which sounds normal. Yeah. Which um, uh, actually, um, did you see? Someone put out a. Titus laughter version of the Final Fantasy ten of uh like the Final Fantasy ten song. <laughs> I saw the of like, Susanna, I, I think it, it was. But I didn't actually like click and okay. open it and listen to it. Okay, well um, the voice actor uh responded to that by making it look like he was making all the sounds to the song. Like he cut himself going like ha 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 ha. He did that nice. and at the end he was like, It's supposed to sound like that. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because that's uh that's uh, it was James Arnold Taylor, the same guy who is yeah, yeah. Ratchet, right? Yeah, yeah, yep, yep. yeah. Yep. So yeah, it's and that's like that's that's why I, I often point out that it's not the voice acting that is yeah, that it's is the ruining direction. those things. But yeah, a lot you, of people you have people great people like acting. him. You have John DiMaggio. You have um, uh, in in the Thirteen trilogy, you have Troy Baker. Who, yeah, yeah. Like if you snow, like if you make Troy Baker sound wooden and bored. It's not Troy it's not Baker Troy Baker's screwing fault. that yeah. up. It's it's that you're not that, that the direction is not getting. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. It's it's like they they don't care about it, and and so that's where that's what like my my biggest gripe with ten is. is yeah, well, that's definitely that. a problem. Um, but no, like it, it it was the last of kind of the the more turn based games. Um, yep. So yeah, I, I, like I I enjoy ten, and and the story of it and the characters are likable. It's just that the. Um, yeah, like the 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 direction. Yeah, that, like that's what cemented for me the idea that um, Final Fantasy is interested in making pretty things. And, yeah, and, yeah, and, and they uh, definitely re- more recently have been like. Yeah, I mean, it's... yeah, it, like that's that's like the transition between like okay, they're adding they're adding now in this like the the filmic element of uh, you know camera cuts and yeah and yeah voice voice Cut characters scenes, voice characters yeah. Um, I guess, but like the, other the highlights of the of of that of the story are all the cinematics and how beautifully rendered and and crafted they are. And yeah. So it's like that's that's clearly what they put time and energy into over some of these other elements that yep. that I wish were I wish it were a more cohesive thing. And yeah. I think you see that in more so in twelve and then all of the thirteen trilogies. Well, yeah, so it, far that's what I've seen in fifteen as well. 
yeah, they they definitely seem to be focusing more on graphics and trying different things with their gameplay yeah. than sticking to their roots. Like, 12 was, let's try to make it a MMO-style combat system, an MMO with, but single-player. Yeah. Um, 13 was, let's make a linear, like, much more action-focused battle system which was really good and a lot that was like people like that a lot about 13 like that's probably the most praised thing is the combat systems are really cool like interesting idea a lot of people don't like it but it's definitely probably the most praised thing about that game yeah um and yeah and then with 15 they're going into basically kingdom hearts it's basically Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, which isn't really them trying anything new, but for Final Fantasy it is. But yeah, with 1 through 10, it was very much the party-based turn or ATV style, like, RP, like true RPG. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are definitely what they're focusing on. Yeah. Um, so, and so 10 was kind of the start of that. Ten. Yeah, I know. And but like one thing that bothers me is like thir- that with as someone who enjoyed thirteen, people give thirteen a lot of shit for being linear. Ten was very linear until oh yeah late. But people I, like don't mind it in ten for some reason. And I don't know why. I mean ten ten at least gives you early on, um uh like you uh, like for me something is like I could I could dive into Blitzball or something. Yeah. Like really early on. So I, I, I have I don't have to just continue on in the Yeah, game. that's true. There wasn't really anything else to do in thirteen. Yeah, there there is no there is no side quest until you get to that's true. the open that the open is true. world section twenty hours in, thirty hours in, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um so because and I like I put in tons of time into Blitzball. So yeah. it was well, like I would, I would go and, and and do that kind of stuff um uh when I didn't feel like kind of just progressing along in the in the story and that's like once it's introduced you can do it kind of at your own pace anytime you get to a safe, spo- safe yeah, spot yeah definitely. So, um, yeah definitely yeah i've always said yeah, they needed it, they needed the, to make a fifa style blitzball game <laughs> i would yeah. play i would pay for literally just a blitzball game like much more polished version of blitzball yeah. as an actual game um and then as to why did i ruin the games cast i mean just just because i needed Fine. to I mean, you spent all that money. You might as well ruin it while you're there. Yeah, absolutely. Just like it was, like they they'd had you know a, a few good months, and I just needed to burn it all to the ground. Um, no, I, like I had a great time doing the game. No, yeah, you you did great. You, and, you and, you're definitely usually mentioned as one of the best best yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, guests on the games cast out of the Patreon was, people at least. Yeah, the one of the. Um, uh, one of the like the highlights of that that I've talked about uh, every now and then is is like coming back and reading the comments and stuff and people not real like because we we gloss over it at not the reading re- that I'm there yeah. as a Patreon person and yeah. so like people real not realizing thinking you're was, just a like, friend yeah they they thought I was like an industry friend of theirs I was like well that's like that's the best compliment that's I a could good sign yeah that's, that's so, very good so I'm just gonna especially as someone trying to get into the industry. So, uh, so yeah, well, now, has now, succeeded in getting into the industry. I'm sorry. Congratulations. In, in, in the in the barest of bones. freelance version of the industry. Yes, um, but yeah, no, I mean, like my, I, I would love to, I would absolutely love to go back on the games cast at some point. Um, if if I do kind of progress and and make it become become like a full time industry person. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
that's certainly like and i i i got to go see the studio when i was in san francisco a couple weeks ago yeah yeah the, uh, the ign party and that was a lot of fun and and they uh they brought me out onto uh colin and greg live yeah yeah, cool. yeah and we talked i was like yeah i mean like like I, I let them know i was like hey like if i if i end up out here like on a more permanent basis and, and get like a job i would like Love to be on one of my guys. goals would be to come back and, and do another show with you guys and like, yeah. thank your community for helping make it all happen. So yeah, um, yeah, and and so I'll definitely be sure to ruin that one. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Don't make sure you put down Bomb Fancy Ten a bunch for me. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, up next, Joy Noel returns after a week absence, uh, missing uh, Christian's episode last week to say uh, pineapple on pizza and Fast and Furious discussion, please. So where do you um, fall on the pineapple on pizza debate? Um, which is, uh, I can't stand it, Twitter. but I also am biased because I actually don't really like pineapple that much in general. That's so fair. putting it on pizza is just making Joey it even will, worse. Joey will be very happy to hear that because that's where she falls on the pineapple pizza debate. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm ambivalent. I don't. I don't mind it, but I also don't go out of my way to I would get eat, Hawaiian pizza I, If someone ordered one and it was the only pizza there, I would eat it. Like, I'm not going to, like, pick it off or throw it in a fire or something. <laughs> but I don't I, – like, I don't – I'm not disgusted by pineapple and I'm not disgusted by it on pizza. But mm-hmm. I would very much prefer it not to be there. And I've still not watched any more of the Fast How and Furious movies. So I have I have nothing to contribute so to that discussion. So you've not seen any? Do you where do you where do you fall on the Fast and the Furious See, series? You haven't seen any of them? I've seen the first one. Okay, well that's like the cheesiest old ones. Yeah, well, no, I, I, I I watched that when it came out basically. Yeah, like, no, I okay. I was introduced probably three or four years ago to them in college by a friend. Um and I love them. I own them all Blu ray. They're amazing movies. They're basically superhero movies at this point. Like that's what they are. Like they yeah. are they took the superhero formula and just made it about people that race cars instead of people with superpowers. Um but Tokyo Drift is the best. Tokyo Drift is the best. Tokyo Drift is the best because it introduced Han and Han is the best character in the series and it's about drifting and it's ridiculous and the main character has the worst southern accent I've ever heard. Awesome. All right, that's that's one for Tokyo Drift. As, yep, Tokyo Drift. As the where's that? Um, cool. Uh, a, another Nate, Nate McKinney at yeah. Mick with a mouth. My rival. Uh, he, In the kind yes. of funny community. <laughs> yes, it's one Nate or the other. Um, Nate asks, "What genres do you feel are most underrepresented in games?" So, I thought about this for a bit, and we've talked about this genre a lot because it's my favorite genre. I think Metroidvanias are probably the most underrated or like under, I guess, yeah, underrepresented is what you said. That's right. Yeah. Um, just like we don't get enough of them, I feel like. We get maybe one a year at most. And yeah, even yeah. like, it's been pretty steady. Like there's been, there's been a, like a boom in them recently, mm-hmm. but for a while it was like, we got, all the one a year we got the Game Boy Advance and DS Castlevanias thrown in there whenever Nintendo decided to pull Metroid out of the basement. We got Metroid Prime or Metroid Fusion and the Metroid Prime series. Um, but then it was like, I guess I did look it up after like the year after the Castlevania series stopped was when Shadow Complex came out. 
So it never really stopped. There was never like a break. Mm-hmm. But I mean, we've had what uh, since 2009 with Shadow Complex, we've had like Shadow Complex, um, Ori, Guacamole, uh, Song of the Deep, Axiom Verge. Headlander um, was another one that came out this Headlanders year. this year, yeah. So there's a lot this year, but like, yeah, yeah we had Shadow Complex, which led into like. Guacamole is the one that I can think of after that, maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dust and Elysian Tales, another really good one. Um, but that was all last gen. That was like all we got since like 2009. And then this gen, there's been a much more boon because, yeah, we already had Lavender, uh, Song of the Deep, Axiom Verge. So you don't, uh, so it sounds like you don't classify, like, because I look at something like the Arkham games and okay. the Rise of the Tomb Raider yeah. games, the reboot, I look at those as also Metroidvanias. They're 3D Metroidvanias, but it's it's the same kind of mechanics. Yeah. Of, it, it's it's Metroidvania think... mixed with, like, third-person action. Yeah, and I think that's the mixture that, like, I, I do consider them Metroidvanias, but I also consider them, like, third-person action games. Like, they're not... Like, I want that completely open world where I have to go from one end of the world to the other and back, like, constantly, like, getting new items to find new areas, where with with uh, Tomb Raider, there's really only, like, you only have to go back for, like, collectibles. Like, they're, they're, you don't have to ever backtrack in Tomb Raider, really, that I can think of. Yeah, that's fair. Um, like, I want something that's, like, where you have to backtrack like it is a big open world where you're meant to constantly be going back and forth mm-hmm. um and then with arkham arkham is a little bit more i would say uh metroidvania than tomb raider um yeah. there is a lot more like where you kind of have to backtrack um but yeah i, I kind of do forget about those sometimes because i'm thinking of just like straight this is marketed as a metroidvania where those aren't really yeah um, are you looking forward to Bloodstain when that comes out? You backed yep. it as well, yep. right? I backed it. I backed it at the level where I get listed under the kind of funny fan in so oh, the yeah. credits or whatever. I'll, I'll um, be in there too. <laughs> yeah, I played the demo. Um, I think it felt really good. Cool. Um, played really well. Because, yeah, they sent out the E3 yeah. demo to everyone that backed it. Um, so, yeah. As basically, uh, hey, we promise we're not going to be Mighty Number no. 9. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I think it felt great. It definitely felt like Symphony of the Night. There's a reason, like he's he's the father of Castlevania, and he's not he's not shying away from, hey, we're making another Castlevania. Yeah. Um, so yeah, um, I'm looking forward to that. Um, I'm trying to think if there's any other ones that are really that I know about that are coming out, and I can't really. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's. I mean, it's it's it is certainly a like an underrepresented and and just because i i do associate the like the arkham games and stuff, yeah and and stuff as like i don't think of it as as underrepresented as my my go-to or my choice i was gonna say what was yours um kind of like the um like puzzle game like triple a puzzle games effectively okay is, is what my like and, and it doesn't have to be triple a but like i'm thinking so of like the, the witness the witness yeah exactly okay. the witness is is my like I played that That's this understandable. Year and I was like it like I wish we had more games like this so, so that this wasn't such a crazy anomaly cuz I love that game and I had so much fun doing it and and playing through it and and having to kind of just do the puzzles and yeah. 
Um, and like, like a lot of people were like, I I just, it doesn't connect with me. And I'm like, but Mm -hmm. would it connect with you if like, because it like people talk about it like having to learn a new language or something I'm like, yeah yeah but you had to learn the shooter language at some point yeah too. yeah exactly um it's just we don't because, you're like, not exposed to that yeah. language as so, much so yeah that's that's kind of the like the the puzzle puzzle okay. game so what do you um, count like just straightforward puzzler okay um, so what do you count so. like portal Is um, that... yeah i mean yeah portal i would say <laughs> kind of falls in in that in that category uh, like, your portals, your your witness. Um, I would say, then, what other like, examples? Would I mean, you like have? even even something like like it's it's not as like a straight um, example, but like Catherine and the puzzle. Okay, yeah, no, Catherine's definitely a puzzle game. Like the yeah. the yeah the the emphasis on puzzling. It's it like effectively it's something where like puzzles like solving puzzles is the predominant gameplay mm-hmm. over action or platforming or um or shooting yeah like that's that's i think something we just don't get enough of and like i i get why because it is hard to you know come up with puzzles that are satisfying in that and and make it feel new um as opposed to just like okay let's i mean like this year if you count something like tetris in this vein as well um like we had like i played Tumblestone, I've played Tricky Towers, I've, I've played, like, two or three kind of Tetris-y games yeah. that each kind of are their own unique twist on it, but they're, like, none of them they're really not. grabbed me. Yeah, um, they're not, they, that a, genre is much more, like, mobile-focused Yeah, nowadays. Yeah, it, they're, they're, they've so. moved away from making AAA version, like, types of games like that. Yeah. So that's that's kind of what I would, <laughs> would lean to, is, is I, w- I would love to see more games like The Witness. Um, kind of come out and, and yeah. make that more of a uh, like a, a standard genre in the in the ecosystem. Yeah, um, yeah. I've always just with my mine with Metroidvanias. I've always been on the boat with Colin, where he says like, just give me a Castlevania platform and release a new castle every month or couple of months, and I will be happy to play that for ever. Mm-hmm. Um. Next up, uh, Louis Menchaca, a fellow Patreon uh, supporter guest uh, of Kind of Funny, at Chakalaka88, asks, uh, what inspired you to always ask the same question every Friday in um, reference to, like, me saying... Uh, oh, I guess... No, yeah, he's I referencing is, me. I, yeah, I guess it is more towards you. No, I yeah. I read it, I was like, I mean, like, I, I always ask, ask people which to ask people, questions No, no, of, no, he's talking about on the Facebook group. That's right, yeah, no, um, I guess it is you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, he... Um, basically it comes from after doing the book club and just talking with you on the Facebook on Facebook chat or whatever, just trying to get a little more involved in the kind of funny community on the Facebook group. Um, I am much more of a lurker when it comes to internet stuff. So I don't really post very often um, on like forums or even on the Facebook group. Like I don't comment very often unless I have something like really useful or really like in depth to say about whatever people are posting about. Um, so I just felt like I wanted to get a little more involved. Um, and that seemed like a interesting way to just kind of get people to notice me in the Facebook group as like someone that's there and hanging out with people. Yeah. Um, so I just figured I'd do something every Friday, ask what people are playing on the weekends, 
every once in a while I see someone trying to steal my idea and I yell at them. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I've been doing it since we did the book club in February of last year. So it's going on almost two years. Yeah. Of, I haven't, I missed one weekend where you caught it and posted it for me. Yeah. So, um, and then yeah. there was one weekend like a couple months ago where I, I was doing something on Friday and I posted on Saturday, but other than that, I've, I've hit every Friday. So, yeah, that's, and it's weird. Cause I guess, like, I guess I just didn't even associate Lewis as asking that because I know Lewis isn't in the group all that much. Okay. Um, so it was like, it, it was like, I, yeah, it was just, I, I was like, I mean, I always ask like, hey, no, what no, do yeah. people want to talk about on the show? Cause it's yeah. just kind of one of those like podcasting standards. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and so, yeah, it wasn't even until like we were just discussing it where I was like, oh, that, that's not directed at me. No, okay, no, that's, yeah, yeah that was directed at me. <laughs> um... Well, yeah, no, I, I, like I said, I, people, people might not like catch the name behind it, um, uh, but the the fact that you are you are like a steady presence in the group, I think, is a, yeah, is one of the things that like, I, like I know to expect every every Friday in the group. Yep. Um, cool. Um, and then Zyger comes in with a flurry of questions. Yep. Um, as he often does. Happy birthday, Zyger. Uh, yeah, happy it, birthday. It's his 21st birthday as, uh, as we're recording this. It's yep. still in my time zone. He's, uh, uh no yeah, longer, it is no longer his birthday. No, Ryan, no longer so. on your end of the world, but, um, Zyger. Uh, yeah. Uh, so Zyger's first question, uh, directed at you. Yes. Why you suck at Smash, Smash Bros. Scrub? Normal hair Robin is best Robin. 1v1 me pleb. Okay, well, he must be just blackout drunk, because, so there's a story to this, this is uh, in reference to RTX uh, 2015, where uh, me, uh, my friends that came with me to RTX, uh, Zyger, Luis, Andy, Cortez from Rooster Teeth, (laughs) uh, all pretty much hung out all weekend, oh, and uh, Jared, Jared uh, Straub. I don't know if you know his name. I, I um, met him at this last P, uh, RTX. Okay, yeah. Um, so we all spent pretty much the whole RTX hanging out. This was before Andy was Andy from Rooster Teeth. He was just right. Andy, the fan of Rooster Teeth. Um, so we all hung out uh, at RTX, and we uh, Zyger brought uh, his Wii U, and we played a lot of Smash. And... Um, during that weekend, I discovered that I really enjoyed playing Robin, specifically Pink-Haired Robin. So I had started playing Pink-Haired Robin that weekend. Zyger, who plays normal Robin, challenged me to a 1v1 and lost. So I don't know where he gets this from, because <laughs> I have backups. I have proof. You could ask Andy, you can ask Jared. I beat Zyger in a 1v1 Robin versus Robin matchup, and it was the first time I'd played Robin that weekend. So I trying don't... to rewrite history. Yeah, basically. And that's why that's... I said he must be like blackout drunk from his birthday. Not no, no, that's, that's just the power of Zyger getting to his head. Yeah, definitely. Thinking that he can, that, that because he's a big deal in the kind of Oh, yeah, definitely. He's, can, yeah, he's he definitely on an ego trip rivaling Greg. Oh, so. absolutely. Uh, his next question um, As of this recording, today is my 21st, <laughs> and I've never had a drop of alcohol before. Recommendations. Uh, uh, do you want to take this one first? Yeah, I can go first. Um, so I really enjoy a white Cuban, which is a white Russian with rum instead of vodka, because I don't really like okay. vodka that much. But yeah, so it's milk, Kahlua, 
and rum. So just normal rum, not spiced rum. Um, just Bacardi or whatever. Um, and then I usually throw some uh, Baileys in there because it's just, it's milk and Baileys is just better milk <laughs> when yeah. you're drinking alcohol. So um, I, I enjoy that a lot. Uh, old fashions are always good to go by. Yeah, um, old, and old mojitos are certainly a safe a safe bet. In, mojitos in the... are also very good. Cool. Yeah, I uh, I go with the the rum and coke. Rum and coke, uh, always a solid standard. choice. Um, and the the uh, the rationale behind that, as I always tell, is because it reminds me of my childhood. Because <laughs> my dad would uh, he would like he would work weekends, and so you mm-hmm. know after the after a long weekend of work, um, we'd go and like. He'd like take me along to run errands at like the grocery store or something, and so like he'd run inside, grab some, grab some, some groceries and stuff, and leave me inside the, in the car with um, with his giant green thermos, um, which I thought was just Coke, and I would take like a sip of it and and be like, this tastes funny, it and like it Coke. wasn't until years later that I pieced together that it was because he'd thrown in some some rum um, uh, to kind of unwind after a, a long weekend. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, when I, when I finally started drinking, when I was like 22, 23, something like that, I was like, yep. rum and Coke became my drink of choice. And because of the nostalgic feel, um, yep. I tend to do, I tend to do spiced rum, um, okay. myself. Um, yeah. I, I, the... when I do rum and I usually do rum and Dr. Pepper, but yeah, for that I'll do, I'll do captains or spiced rum or whatever. It's just yeah. for the white, white Cubans. It's the spiced rum with the milk is kind of weird. So yeah, you usually oh, yeah, no. throw in. Bacardi or whatever. I feel like that would be like that would be like I feel like if you did spiced rum, it would be like uh, and this is I'm sure super racist, but like a white Mexican <laughs> yeah. where it's basically like horchata. Yeah, probably. Um, um, I but I I mean I can say that because I live in Arizona, right? Yeah, that's, sure. That's you're you're close works. enough to Mexico. Sure, yeah, we'll go fine. we'll go with that. Um, um, one yeah. one other thing, uh, don't don't disregard beer if you don't like shitty like mass-produced beer because i mean i i'd have like bud light or whatever and i hate it but craft beer is great um yeah por- i really like dark beers so i like porters and stouts yeah um, those are I, I'm, I'm the same way i hated beer for a long time because uh, i'd only had the shitty ones and then like at at some point somebody bought me a, a an irish car bomb and I was like, no, hey, Irish car I, like so I like Guinness. Yeah, yeah, that's um, another thing. Get just wasted on Irish car bombs. They taste like chocolate milkshakes. <laughs> um, and and dear dear Lord help us. When yeah. everybody's trying to get Zyger drunk. Yeah, I know. Um, I have have to, fun I'm with that. Responsible, especially because you gotta be so. his dad, basically. Yep. So so that'll be that'll be a fun fun time in a couple weeks. Yeah, have fun. Um, yep. Uh, Zyger continues. Uh, all this is, by the way, at Zyger1337. Um, uh, what are you playing over the weekend, he asks. This one I knew was directed at you. Yeah. Um, and w- what games are you looking forward to in 2017? And tacos or burritos? Okay. Um, well, I'll go first on everything. Uh, I am playing Dishonored. I'm working on my no-kill, no-detection run on my first playthrough. Because I figure then it'll be easy to get the rest of the achievements by running through his Corvo and just murdering everyone. <laughs> um, uh, I might start Pokemon. I got them. I'm not sure if I'm gonna wait until I finish. I might wait until I finish Dishonored, but I know I'm gonna be playing Pokemon just in the background when Final Fantasy comes. Like, there's no way I'm finishing Pokemon before Final Fantasy, so I'll probably just be playing that in the background. So I might start that. Um, but that's about it. What about you? 
I'm playing, uh, probably switching up between Watch Dogs 2 and Dishonored 2. Yep. Um, I started Watch Dogs 2 last night and just kind of had fun, like, wandering around San Francisco. Like, mm-hmm. going. Very, I'm, I'm having a lot more fun just kind of, like, doing stupid things in the city than I am, like, going through the story so far. Yeah. Um, and so I imagine, like, I'll probably dive into Dishonored, do some story things, and then when I, like, am ready for a break, I'll just kind of go back into Watch Dogs and just kind of screw around in that world a little bit. Um, yep. Yeah, so that's probably, that will be my weekend of, of gaming. Uh, uh, what 2017? are you looking forward to in 2017? Uh, a lot. So I have a giant list of upcoming games on my phone that I keep with uh, release dates and stuff. So if I we want to go through the whole list, it well, it's not crazy, but I don't know, like um, Resident Evil, Kingdom Hearts 2.8, and the, the HD on PS4. Um, yeah. Neo. Neo, I've played both betas. It's okay. literally just Dark Souls, but with a like Samurai Ninja Gaiden skin on it. It's made by Team Ninja, but it is a Dark Souls game. Um, it's really good if you like Souls games. Um, For Honor is interesting. I'm not sure. I played the Alpha or whatever they had, the multiplayer beta. Um, I, I'm more interested in the single player than I am the multiplayer, which it was really pushed as a multiplayer game, but I it just seems like a cool single player. Um, Halo Wars is definitely up there. I, I forgot to mention in gaming history, but strategy games in Halo, like... They somehow Seems made like a perfect match, and they somehow made it work on a console. So Halo Wars Two looks great. Horizon Zero Dawn looks amazing. Uh, Ghost Recon, I'll probably play with my Destiny crew. So, and then Persona Five, which got delayed. Yeah, sad day. Um, and then a couple things just for that don't really have exact release dates, but uh, Bloodstained, if it does come out, we don't know. Cuphead, who knows if that's still a game? If they'll ever come out. Um, yeah. Rampa 3, uh, I'll probably pick up the Final Fantasy 12 HD release, because I never finished it. Uh, Breath of the Wild, Mass Effect, Red Dead, South Park, which I'm actually, I didn't get to play, or I didn't play Stick of Truth, um, so I'm excited that that comes in, packed in, so I'll probably play both. Yeah. Um, Valky- the new Valkyria Chronicles, Azure Revolution or whatever, um, which, from what I've heard, sounds more like a normal JRPG than a strategy JRPG, so we'll see how that works out. Um, and then ukulele. So, a lot. Yeah, I mean, you, you hit a lot of uh, the ones I'm, I'm probably most excited about. The uh, um, uh, Persona 5 is probably the top of the list. So yeah, that, that's definitely up there online. That um, and Danganronpa. Uh, uh, Breath of the Wild. Breath of the Wild, um, yeah. Horizon Zero Dawn. Um, oh, pray if that comes out next year. That looks like it'll be kind of cool. I, I mean, I like I like Dishonored, so I like what Arcane does. Yeah. Um, so I think it'll be a sci-fi Dishonored type game. So. Yeah. Um, and then Red Dead. Uh, like I'm excited enough about it. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's kind of how uh, I am. Like it's I a I. I, like I've just become conditioned to not expect it will actually come out next year. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's true. Yes, so so we have like, no idea. I, if I anticipate that being a 2018 game. Um, yep. Uh, but <laughs> if it comes out, I'll, I'll certainly play it and dive into it, and I'm sure I'll have a good time with it. Um, yeah. Uh, those are those are kind of the the big ones that are on the that are, like I mean, like I'll be curious if God of War comes out next year. 
Um, yeah, like that's yeah, one, exactly. That's one that's, that's one out there. Certainly in my um, that on I, your radar. That I'm looking forward to um, whenever it comes out. Yep. Um, yeah, I don't, like I'm trying to think. Like I don't. I think that's probably about it of of what what we know or yeah. That's those are the big ones. Like a lot, a lot because a lot of the ones that that you kind of touched on just aren't in my wheelhouse. Yeah, like so, Halo Wars and yeah stuff. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting. I mean be interesting to see like what happens with like some of the annualized franchises like yeah coming like also what, what call of duty is going to do next yeah year. we get uh, egyptian assassin's creed yeah so which is uh, is basically like confirmed in uh yeah in, in uh in watchdogs 2 um, oh is it really is there a hint i mean like... like pretty much like i i um uh because it's got kind of like you overhear phone or you hack into phone conversations and stuff and that will trigger a mission mm-hmm. and so one of the things is very self-referential and it's talking about like um uh the mission that i haven't done yet but the trigger for the mission is uh is like a ubisoft executive talking about um you know uh, like unity unity syndicate osiris all got leaked oh, okay. um like what what are we gonna do and so it's it's basically like okay you gotta go sneak into ubisoft and and like uh steal the the next trailer oh that's um, kind of funny for, so that but the fact that they like they like joke about kotaku um leaking Take, yeah osiris, leaking yeah um even though that like osiris hasn't officially been confirmed yeah yet. yeah uh, like the fact that it's it's there in the game, it's like that's a good tongue tongue in cheek yeah definitely um, approach to it. So yeah, that'll be uh, a <laughs> um, uh, that might that might get me to tr- to try uh, again. But I also oh I'll, I'll, I'll definitely like, I'll definitely try it based on syndicate stuff I've heard about syndicate how good it was and them just taking a two year break. Like I yeah. I have faith that they'll refresh some stuff and upgrade some stuff. Uh, last thing would be uh, Scorpio. I'll be getting a Scorpio Day One, regardless of what's on it or what. I'll I'll buy a 4K TV. I'll have to get a new receiver even, but I played my Xbox enough to warrant giving them my money. All right. So we'll see. Yeah, I'll be interested. I mean, I'll be interested to see what like just just like with the PS4 Pro, like what makes Scorpio worthwhile. Yeah. Um. Uh, especially because they're saying, you know, like we're not going to leave gamers behind. So anything you can play on Scorpio, you'll be able to play. Just a, a I don't believe that. Maybe I, I don't either. I I fully expect Scorpio exclusive buzz talk, but yeah. Um, but that, that's that's how they're selling it so far. Yeah, I, I think you'll be able to keep your Xbox One stuff. You'll be able to play everything on Xbox One that you or that you can play on Xbox One will be playable on Scorpio, like. There's not. It's going to be fully backwards compatible because it's going to run. The, I feel like it's going to run the same OS and everything. Yeah. Like it's just it is an Xbox One with way better hardware. But they're eventually going to take take like take advantage of that hardware in a way that an Xbox One can't downgrade. Yeah. So in the, in the same way that like and that's why I'll buy one support. because I'm going to want to play that Halo Six, which will sure it might be playable on Xbox One, but it'll have crazy better stuff on the Scorpio. Yeah. So. Um, and then, uh, lastly, tacos or burritos? Uh, burritos, because I like soft-shell tacos, and it's just a soft-shell taco that won't fall apart. Yeah, that's, <laughs> I, 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 I lean towards burritos myself at this point. Um, I was tacos for a long time because I didn't like 
for for whatever reason, I just didn't like bean burritos. I didn't. Oh, like see, beans. I don't. I don't like beans. I don't put beans in my burritos. Okay. But, I, eventually, I got over that. I'm fine with bean burritos now. But yeah, it was like for a long time, it was like, well, I'm gonna do tacos because I can get all the stuff I like in a burrito, but without the beans. Yeah. And at some point, I was just like, well, let me just try what bean. What? Let me just see what beans taste like. And I was like, okay, they're fine. Yep. Like I'll I'll, I'll do pinto. I won't do black beans. Um. Uh. And then uh, last last question from Zyger. Uh, with the Switch possibly getting an updated Smash Brothers, uh, which character would you add to the game and why? Do you um, have an answer for this? Uh, it took me a while. Uh, I came up with something ridiculous. Okay. I thought it would be funny. Is uh, Tingle. Tingle. Tingle needs to be a playable character in Smash Bros. Okay. Um, uh, my uh, Mine is less so... Less like that um <laughs> I, I i like my answer is uh bring the pokemon trainer back so, and yeah, also just put every single pokemon in the game <laughs> like 600 it's just a one in 600 chance you get what you want exactly oh yeah. that would be the coding nightmare i don't, I don't care <laughs> yeah make it happen i actually i had an idea with uh i was trying to think of something outside of nintendo um and the obvious answer was like Cloud or whatever. Um, I was trying to think of a Final Fantasy character, and I went to my favorite, which would be Yuna. And I was thinking it'd be cool to make Yuna like a Pokemon trainer, where she like different that. summons, like you have Balafor or, or Ifrit or whatever. Yeah, um, that'd be kind of cool the, idea. Yeah, I mean, like, it, sure, it'd be it'd be fun yeah. to have like, um, like red, like just completely more more completely non nintendo character well yeah i was thinking like master chief or whatever but i tried to be a little more realistic yeah yeah so yeah, i went to you know shepherd in there and then i put a yeah. little more realistic i was like let's go tingle because he's already in the game as like a trophy or whatever the hell they are support characters i think yeah i mean like um from uh Mir- tokyo mirage sessions like could you see any of those oh yeah like itsuki or something well not really because you'd just probably just be their persona like mm. i don't know I, yeah you, you could you could put some of them in i mean i'll say i'll say this for zyger because i know he'll love it um squid boy or squid girl put put them in, in that uh, that would make sense that would be something like, that i could see like happening. that that will like i'm calling it now it's they it's, will be uh it. november 18th i'm calling it that squid boy or squid girl will be a playable character in a in a Smash Brothers in the future. Uh, it's um, November nineteenth. It, it's it's eleven o'clock here. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's that's my my prediction. Because um, uh, why wouldn't they? Yeah, that, um, that's a very like probable prediction. I think that's of of all of our suggestions. I think that's the most likely. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> um, cool. Uh, well, that's all we had for for questions. Um, thank you, uh, Nate, for for coming on. Yeah, bringing us for back to me. bringing us back to the old school era of Trove Talk, where it's a near four hour. Yeah, show. I was gonna say four hour podcast. <laughs> um, it's like we we. I thought Irrational Passions was long. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and they've at least got like three or four other people. To, yeah, yeah. To kind of fill Sounds out awful. the voices. Yep. Um, uh, so, uh, so kind of as a as a wrap up, go ahead. Um, do one more push of like tell people where they can find you on uh, on social media or on the the uh, PSN or, or Xbox. Yeah. Um. So you can find me in the kind of funny Facebook group. I lurk in there, and uh, as we talk about, post every Friday. Um. On Twitter, I am OCR underscore Melkor. 
Uh, Xbox, I am just Melkor, straight up M-E-L-K-O-R. Uh, and then PSN and Nintendo, I am Melkor23. Uh, we we didn't touch on it, um, but I know that you did at some point. You were do, you, like you started getting into the streaming. Are you gonna try and get back into that at any point, or are you just kind of uh, no? I, I, it's just too much of a time sink, I think. Yeah. Um, and I, well, like right now, definitely not because I'm home and I'm, I just don't have a good way to set up everything. Um, maybe once I get, if I get a house next year or whatever, I might try to set it up to where it's a lot easier. Um, but yeah, not right now. Um, but I guess if you want to follow me on Twitch, I am OCR underscore Melkor. It's the same as my uh, Twitter handle. Cool. Uh, uh, I'm Trevor Starkey at Snarky Starkey on uh, Twitter. Um, uh, you can follow the show at Trove Talk. Uh, you can find out whatever I'm writing, which hopefully as you're watching this, uh, this week is Shooter Week on uh, TrevorTrove.com, uh, where I'll be doing uh, kind of daily shooter reviews, hitting kind of all the big uh, the big fall releases of uh, in the shooter in the shooter world um, coming up uh, this Friday uh, if you're watching this so uh, the Friday after Thanksgiving in America I will be doing a, uh, a Bloodborne stream for Extra Life um, I still need to put together like final details on that but it'll be Friday into Saturday is what I'm looking at Black uh, Friday uh, uh, Black Friday um, yep just like I did last year. Uh, so, uh, come watch me die a lot in Bloodborne, and, uh, it should be, should be a good time. I'll try and keep, um, vulgar obscenities to a minimum, but I'm realizing, like, I realize when I'm playing through something like, um, uh, like, uh, Infinite Warfare or something, where, like, I die and I just say horrible oh, yeah, yeah. things that I yeah. would not say in front of anybody yep. else, so I'm like, I'm gonna be on camera, I need to not do that. Yeah. So... It's going to be a lot of poop, drat, <laughs> darn yeah. it. Crap. Um, but I will probably also still curse. Yeah, probably. Um, but yeah. so that will be happening, so feel free to uh, to uh, pop in if you can while uh, while I'm doing that. I'm sure I'll be tweeting out as I go um, and uh, and give if you can. Uh, I'll, I'll post a link to uh, the Extra Life somewhere, sometime somewhere. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, that's what's going on with me. Um, thank you again to, uh, to Nate Swisher for joining me this week. Thanks um, for the invite. Yeah, absolutely. We, I mean, we'd like, we'd this, we talked a little bit back before Trove Talk was a thing. We, you and I had talked, uh, briefly about maybe trying to do podcasting at some point and yeah. just kind of got away from, from both of us, I think. Um, and this, I, I touched on. At some point, uh, this tends to work best for me in the in just kind of the one. The one, one. yeah, yeah. It's, I can, you know, I can it's going do it. Great, it's more so. flexible. I don't have yeah, to like yeah. scheduling is a lot easier. Yeah, exactly. So, um, but no, I was glad to, I was glad we could at least uh, sit down and and get this uh, get this uh, kind of in the in the books. Yeah. Uh, since we haven't really had a a one on one since, uh, um, I mean since like even when we did the uh the book club yeah um so yeah good good chatting with you and uh and thank you for for coming on and and telling us your story and telling us about uh, uh k-pop yeah and yeah uh yeah, thanks for listening to my a, a, ramblings absolutely definitely an interesting episode um so thank you uh thank you again everybody who uh who watching uh who's watching or listening um and uh, until next time, uh, from all of us here at the Trove, treasure your friends. <laughs> <laughs>